taking off in five, four, three, two. What up? What up? What up? What up? Fuck is going on? It's been a light Sunday. Yeah, you know what? It feels lighter now that we don't have eighteen football games that we're watching. Yeah, you know, I was actually talking about this, um, like with one of my coworkers the other day. Now that football season's over, you have an entire day back. <laughs> Yo, you're like, wait, the week is seven days long? Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't sound I right. don't have <laughs> an obligation every Sunday for yeah. 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And it feels it's, great. That first week is always rough because it's like, yeah, you don't even know. What to, you're like, wait, this feels like yeah, that first is it, Sunday. It's like, um, is there sun outside? What's going on? <laughs> what, what do I have to do? You didn't make any plans because you thought the, the 12 hours of your day were going to be taken, but yeah, oh, so today's been a light Sunday. Yeah, um, so I've been working on recently trying to, um, trying to strategically plan out my time in every single day and today i literally had nothing else to do but just do work and now you know we're at the end of the day and i don't know exactly what i did today <laughs> i did a terrible job planning it out yeah it was not well constructed at all and i think it's because it was so free if i had like something i had to do yeah i think i might have been better at structuring so of the work that you had to do or that yeah. you plan to do mm. did you get any of it done uh a little bit okay yeah yeah a little bit of it uh, but nothing to where I would feel proud of myself. <laughs> I feel quite ashamed of myself that I was not able to, with all the time in the world, to yeah. to, to to do what I wanted to do. Well, I do feel like Sundays should be protected as a like no work day, as like just a um, like a mental space day, personal health day, just a relaxed day. Whereas, like even if you get a little bit of shit done, yeah. That's enough. That should be. That should be enough. Now, granted, you know, if Gary V were here, one of those, like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Fucking you idiot! What the fuck? Eighteen hours of <laughs> wake time today. You should have been working. Gary v. What business did you start with money yeah, you, had, you inherited from your from your family? Okay, but but he did. Uh, he no, no, did I'm just flip kidding. it yeah. though. Yeah, so Gary I, v. Yeah, I can't, I can't knock guy. him too much. But he is quite annoying. He's with quite the, a the, fucking. What were you taking a shit? Why the yeah. are you t- busy fucking taking a shit? You should be fucking strategically planning every fucking minute to make sure you're maximizing it to yeah. your potential. And even if you I'm have to Gary. shit, Jesus you Christ. bring your laptop in the bathroom <laughs> with you. You maximize those 15 minutes. You could have LLC'd. You could have yeah. started a business. What social media engagement were you doing? Were you on LinkedIn? It's like, yo. Uh, Gary, I, I mean, that's my private time. I don't know what to tell you, Gary. I shit, Gary. Take it easy. Well, I tell you what, we're going to maximize this fucking intro real quick. Yo, 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 it's your boy, T.O., as you know. It's your boy, all rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and formulated, along with any of the goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, Hearth Studios, Baltimore City, fuck is up. Yeah, well, uh, in in the Oscars tonight. Yeah, the Oscars is tonight. Up. Yeah, that's well, what's not up. That's not. I'm not gonna not, watch that's it. What's up? Yeah, but it's happening. Uh, like yeah. to stay in the know here on the Fade Podcast. Yeah. Um. Even though, the, uh, am I gonna be a viewer? No. <laughs> but <laughs> well, we're in the know. We'll get into it a little later. We're gonna talk about some predictions that we have, more specifically, just for the um, best picture. I spent actually that was one of the, th- the things I was doing today. I was watching uh some of the movies that I haven't watched this year that were up for best picture. Uh 
I hadn't watched. Uh, there's actually still two more that I haven't watched. I haven't watched uh, Ford versus Ferrari, and I haven't watched Little Women, uh, which I was trying to to watch Little Women, but um, you you would have to like pre-order it. It's not even out on streaming yet. Uh, I think it's in that weird in-between area of being out of theaters but not available on anything yet. Don't you hate when things are in that weird in-between <laughs> yeah, area? I genuinely do. We need a... It's 2020. We yeah, should just, have, come on. There should be a technology available by now to just eliminate that. Yeah. You know, as soon as it's done, like the last day it's showing in theaters, you know, nationally speaking, then yeah, just slide that shit I right shouldn't into shouldn't have to. It, I shouldn't have to wait for anything yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Like, you know what? I, uh, Isn't so, that entitled, though? That's a bit entitled. That's uh, very, very. <laughs> um, and, I, and I actually watched a stand-up special um, where a comedian was joking about this and, like, Amazon, how they're, you know, from, like, you know, regular delivery to being able to buy faster delivery to being able to, like, well, now people expect faster delivery, mm-hmm. right? Now you have to pay for, like, one-day delivery, but then they started offering, like, I think it's like one hour delivery for yeah, certain like, products. Wait, what the fuck? wait, why do right? I have to wait at all? And then right. if the thing comes in like an hour and ten minutes, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like this is bullshit. I want my money back, right? <laughs> um, th- I feel like that's going to be the standard moving forward. It's like, yo, I yeah. want that thing instantly. Hundred percent. Here's how much. Think, uh, think of your life right now without cell phones. What would it be? Like what? What would you like if you had to go back to like looking you know at map? I would actually be to like a lot more around. intelligent than I am now. I've had <laughs> maybe, I would, maybe I would have read I many books, <laughs> learned a lot of new things. Would you? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I've got a bunch of books at home, right? Like um, so in my uh, in the headboard for my bed, I've yeah. got this like area or these two separate areas where I have like a bunch of books that you know I'm working on or I have read so on and so on. Uh, if it wasn't for my smartphone here. I would have read all of those books by now. And I mean, you could just read those books now. Yeah, I mean, I could, but yeah. this thing right here is so <laughs> intuitive and fun that those other things, do you what, think turning we, pages or swiping? <laughs> do you think we should, uh, we should be carving out time to do shit that's specifically not on our phones? Absolutely. I think uh, so. Um, I have the feature on my phone turned on for like downtime. Yeah. Which um, notifies me when I've reached a set maximum amount of time for like, you know, social media apps, texting, whatever, whatever. Um, And then whenever I've, uh, and it has like downtime set between like 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. So between that time, I have to go through like three different stages to unlock my phone. Yeah. To get to those apps I shouldn't be on anyway. Like I, I gotta lock my phone, I gotta go to the app, I gotta like put in another password yeah. to bypass. Isn't that a weird like Pavlovian like Pavlovian like like wouldn't that doesn't that not necessarily curb you so much as it just puts more barriers in your way that you just end up doing anyways? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, but sometimes I do get like cognizant of it, right? Where it's like, let's say I unlock my phone and I'm at work and I should be working. I'm just like, "Uh, I'm gonna step away from this fucking Excel file that's like massive and ridiculous right now that I don't want to work on. Uh, Let me see what the fuck is up on Instagram, right? Yeah. I'll pick up my phone. I'll unlock my phone. I'll go to like the Instagram app, right? Then I gotta put in another password and I gotta like. And then it reminds you, like, hey, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this thing. Are you sure you want to do it? Do you want to do it for an hour? Do you want to do it for 15 minutes? And then I'll be like, all right, you know what? You're right. I'll put my phone down. And instead of, like, playing on my phone, even though I still step away from work, I'll just, like, you know, go on LinkedIn and, like, see what news is floating around on the on, on the interwebs. Yeah. So 
it's like a barrier that sometimes catches you, mm-hmm. but a lot of times you're just like, yeah, I'm going to bypass these barriers and I'm going to just scroll on Instagram. Yeah, you know what sometimes catches you too? What? The love bug. Ooh, what is that? Uh, the love bug? Yeah. What? Have you never heard that phrase before? Coronavirus? <laughs> listen, we can't, right now, listen, we, we've we got to be very clear with what we're talking about, okay? <laughs> we're living in yeah, dangerous they will, times. They will quarantine your ass real quick. Like, yeah. wait, 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 what'd you get? The love bug? No, no, no. Luckily, you're not in China right now. They would have yeah, no. they would have arrested yeah, they're, you. They're sh- yeah. you, know, you know what I saw that was like kind of interesting is that, and, uh, you know, I'm not as well cultured as uh, as other people, so maybe I'm getting this wrong. But uh, to my knowledge, they were doing like protests, things like that. And, and I want to say it was either in China. it's probably it's probably Hong Kong, not China. Now that I'm actually starting to think about what I'm about to say, but uh, they're like, oh, isn't it a coincidence that as those protests and shit like that are going on, the coronavirus gets let let loose? And like, hmm, interesting how like they're in this like upheaval now. Nobody can go outside because. You know, everybody's afraid of, and they can't congregate together because, yeah. Well, you're afraid of catching some fatal disease. And now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and, and I don't think those things are <clears throat> related, right? Because while the protests in China weren't like a positive thing for from a government perspective, yeah, um, the amount of loss financially that. Uh, china is seeing because of this virus is far more than what they were losing um due to the protests right so the city is like a wuhan wuhan bay that it originated in? is is not the city like wuhan or something like that? that for what that the coronavirus is um originated from originated in no idea it's like i'm pretty sure it's wuhan sure i believe you <laughs> i'm not gonna fact check you um well i want to make sure i get this right yeah, yeah i'll just keep filling time with my velvety voice. Yeah. Fill this time. Yeah. Um, uh, so the doctor who discovered the virus, right, is Dr. Li uh, Wen Liang. And I'm pre- say it with confidence. Dr. Li Wen Liang. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm pretty sure the virus, uh, the, the virus is affecting the city in China known as like Wuhan Bay. Yeah. 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 Wuhan. There you go. Definitely Wuhan. You got it. Yeah. Right. Oh, I know my shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the Bay part, but Wuhan yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, so this you got is a, some part of it. This is a very large city in China, right? I think it yeah. has like like twenty to f- or thirty to forty million people, right? Yeah. Um, and they've basically quarantined the entire city. They've evacuated a lot of people in the city. Now imagine removing like thirty million people from a city, right? Um, it shuts down all business, all commerce. You're basically abandoning an entire very well developed city. Yeah. The economic impact on that is like. Absurd! Yeah. How much you're, how much money you're losing? Yeah, and to sacrifice an entire city and like the uh, the economy to hey. know, stop the virus from spreading. I, I gotta commend China for that, and I think that's bigger than the protests. So they would have you believe. So they would have you believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, the reason why I said uh, <laughs> tricky, you know if you fuckers. yeah I know right uh, if you caught the love, uh, love bug is because uh, well uh, that day of the year is is quickly approaching uh, the lovers ah. day. Of the year, uh, February 14th, also known as uh, St. Valentine's Day, um, in which people spend exorbitant amounts of money for astronomical amounts of money. No, no reason. I'm actually lucky. I, I love to out. show people on Instagram how much they love their significant other. Yeah, it's all for the gram, right? Yeah. Like, what else is it going to be for? You're not going to do it just to be like, oh, this is, you know, a, a showing of love and affection from my significant other. No, I need other people to realize that I get love and affection from somebody else yeah. so that I can validate myself. Yes, that's exactly what it's about. 
Uh, I love uh, I, I love this holiday. One of my favorite holidays. I like to write down like the people I know who are like um, you know the ones who go out of their way on Valentine's Day and who like do it major, right? I like to um, write it down in, in my journal. Yeah. Um, and then I follow up with them. <laughs> and, and Why do you write it down in your and, journey? And, you fucking weird. You gotta you gotta make it real. You know, I, I don't want because I don't want to forget it. Right. If, if I try and leave it up here in my memory bank, you know, who knows where that's gonna go? But if I write it down, it's a real thing. And I like to follow up with them in six months and say, hey, you know, how are things working out? Yeah. Usually, you know, looking back at if I do uh, some. If I run some analytic reports from you know, 2016, <laughs> 17, and 18, yeah. 73% of those relationships failed. There you go. Yeah, th- those are stats I can believe in. Six too. to nine I months. I have no reason right? to doubt any of these statistics. Yeah, that and what was the return on that investment? Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Uh, so I <laughs> cannot right. wait for, yeah. for uh, Valentine's Day. Fair My enough. My favorite. Uh, so the reason why I was even asking about Valentine's Day uh, or talking about Valentine's Day was because, uh, so of course, without fail, every year, you know, it's Hollywood's ability to try to, uh, you know, squeeze every last penny they can out of the uh, the holiday. So of course, we get our slew of Valentine's Day oh. uh, movies. Oh, uh, this year, it's a little different than than others. A little different. We got a little a little cultured. You know, we we got a little a little blackness, a little melanin, a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, Hollywood, so, not too much. So let, let's talk about Take the movies that are coming bit. out this Friday, Friday, February fourteenth, St. Valentine's Damn, Day. It's this week. It's not next week. It's this week. It's this week. Damn, this week coming up. Yeah, yeah we're moving quick, man. Hey guys, we're, we're, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you have not bought those uh, expensive flowers that hey. she doesn't even really like, hey, go steal somebody's cheap so, chocolates. Go, go steal really somebody's like. flowers from their yard. Yeah. It's fine. Listen, yeah, they have uh, chocolates right. right now at Whole Foods for eight ninety nine. Make 100%. sure you peel that sticker off yeah. with the price. Oh yeah, you got to. You yeah. can't. You can't forget that. Yeah. I mean, she knows how much they cost because she sees like, like the little yeah. where you try to tear it off. She yeah. sees that, so she, she knows. knows it's she knows cheap. Cheap because if it was expensive, you probably would have just left it on there. Like, yeah, I see how much this costs. Yeah, you see what I paid for that. <laughs> um, so don't forget yeah. that sticker. This is big, very important. All right. So uh, we have uh, the photograph. Uh, that's premiering this uh, a particular uh, Valentine's Day, and so this, this is the movie with Lakeith Stanfield, right? Lakeith Stanfield, yeah. as well as uh, uh, Issa Rae. Um, it's directed by Stella uh, Meggie, also written by her as well, and uh, of course uh, stars Lakeith Stanfield as well as Issa Rae that we mentioned uh, before, as well as uh, Courtney B. Vance, um, and uh, and so uh, the quick premise for the for the movie is uh it follows the estranged daughter of a famous photographer who falls in love with uh the journalist assigned to cover her late mother um and uh yeah judging from the um the trailer of this film uh it actually didn't look too bad I'm not no, lie yeah yeah, yeah. No, we talked about this movie before we did a, a trailer review and um this movie looks good lakeith stanfield i think he is uh slowly but surely shaping himself to be one of the most uh dynamic actors in hollywood when you look at the range of characters that he's played right sure um Issa ray i mean you know i don't even really have to say too much about the quality of work she's done and, and her versatility as well this this is like a fun original story this doesn't look like a cheap you know valentine's day cheesy movie this actually looks good the music looks good the cast mm. looks good no it looks exactly like how any good valentine's day movie should look in that it looks like it's an original story but it's definitely not so uh, it's a love story right we yeah. know that but i i like the the angle it comes from it's like no, no, that's what i'm saying every yeah. year we get a new movie that's like oh this is new this is different 
it's just the same old shit. It's just recycled. Mm, it, like, I guarantee 100% this like, movie's it's gonna not be like, It's not one of the, they met at the coffee shop and he was the barista and she was ordering a, her latte and, you know, and then she comes back the next day and they like each other and then the next day and then he's gone and then she goes and finds him and then they fall in love, right? That was, I guarantee you there will be a coffee shop in this movie. <laughs> There'll be a barista. Well, maybe they like coffee. <laughs> But no, I do think this yeah. is somewhat. A, I I haven't really seen anything like this. Yeah. Because um, it comes at it from like, hey, this is a very professional angle. I'm a journalist. I'm covering your mother. Um, oh shit, something's developing here, and this is like really interesting, organic love story. Yeah. I'm gonna see this. Uh. Yeah, I don't know if I'm seeing that on on streaming. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) On a streaming platform, not in theaters. Seems like a lot to ask. Um, Okay, so let's uh, let's move on then. Um, So we also have another uh, film premiering, uh, Fantasy Island. Uh, This is a film that is uh let's see here is uh written by or i'm sorry directed by jeff uh wadlow uh and is written by jillian jacobs christopher roach uh and then somebody else who they i don't know why uh, they keep doing this they keep cutting they give us two and then just say one more credit they shouldn't do that they should just list all of them since it's just one more person that all you have to do is just list <laughs> that one other person uh but anyways uh this is uh starring uh lucy uh haley as well as uh, Maggie Q. I'm a huge fan of Maggie Q, by the way. I've, I've always been a, a big fan of her. Uh, Portia Doubleday, who I can't speak enough about because of Mr. Robot. It's a hell of a um, name right there. Portia Doubleday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not. It's very mysterious it's a, as to why. It's a hell of a Portia. name. But it's not even, it's it's spelled P-O-R-T-I-A. It's not even like Portia as in. Wait, it's spelled P-O-R-T-I-A? Yeah, Portia Doubleday. I don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't like change. Uh, yeah, apparently. Um, so this also stars um, uh, Michael Pena, uh, as well as uh, Michael uh, Roker. Uh, and uh, the quick premise is uh, the enigmatic, uh, enigmatic uh, Mr. Rourke uh, makes the secret dreams of his lucky guest come true at a luxuri- uh, luxurious but remote uh, tropical resort. When the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. Um, yeah, from the trailer, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. It looked okay. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. People work very hard on this film for you to just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it looks cool, you know. Uh, it, it's not like we haven't seen shit like this before, you know. This is basically just like a... Um, it, it, uh, what, what's what's that movie or, or book where they uh, they go to like an island and then uh, like they hunt the people like they become like the greatest game? Is it like uh, and then there were none? No, that's well, th- that is, uh, but that's like that's like a whodunit sort of thing. Yeah, like a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is kind of a, like a mishmash of of I don't know. I've seen this before though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely feel I've definitely seen this before. Um, not too particularly interested in this movie. Uh, looks like everybody tried really hard. <laughs> So it's even know. more disrespectful. <laughs> it looks like you know, everybody tried. C- congratulations to them. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, let's said, move on quickly. Yeah, you just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to uh, our other movie that's premiering this uh, this particular Friday. Um, we have Sonic the Hedgehog. Finally, uh, this was supposed to be what premiering like a few months ago, and uh, it didn't because everybody. Uh, was dismayed as as why as uh, as to why as Sonic had 
human looking teeth apparently the original sonic uh design was horrible was it though it was, was it? horrible it wasn't horrible Looked like People... ellen page <laughs> why do you use her for everything i don't know <laughs> I, I, I owe her she's massive yeah, she better not listen to this podcast i hope she, she never <laughs> hears this because i've been very mean to her for no reason at all she's a very talented Completely actress unfounded um but yeah it looked bad uh this update this looks true to the sonic character that we know from the comic books and, and sure. the tv show um this movie so who's this guy isn't it james marsden Mar- uh, marsden marsden yeah. right yeah, yeah um jim carrey's uh in this film as well i i want to believe that this is going to be really good yeah um i think if you're under the age of 18 you might really like this movie i don't know if this is for me yeah i, I don't know who I, like they're, I don't know who they're targeting I, I guess they're targeting kids but kids don't know shit about sonic though so outside of this movie so net sonic has been like pretty big on netflix like you know like ah, see? when i go to like the kids um section in netflix right yeah which i don't, wouldn't imagine you'd spend much time there if you do then <laughs> i do <laughs> now i sound creepy <laughs> they're probably watching you as they should be um so they've been they've, they've got like several new sonic shows on there right and they've got a lot of scooby-doo on there with the upcoming scooby-doo movie as well so i tried to get my daughter to like oh hey look it's sonic the hedgehog do you want to watch this show yeah, she probably and then like, maybe i would take her to see down. the movie she has no interest at all in sonic <laughs> Yeah. Um, neither do I. Yeah, Sorry, guys. That's very anecdotal, but um, I think that's that would probably fit everybody else in America right now. Saying I don't know why. Yeah. Once this, this movie is on TV, yeah. like FX or USA or something like nah, that, I can't even say I, I'd I'd be up for it then. I would watch if I had nothing else to Dude, do that night. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Now, if every anyone even texts me like, "Hey, you want to do this?" <laughs> you know, or you just you know, stay home and watch Sonic. I'm going to do that thing. But is, is that you, is that the kind of night where you text other people? Like to see, hey, what are you doing? And if, yeah. and if they don't respond, the out there, like, what's, good? what's good for tonight? Yeah. Right? <laughs> what's um, going on? And if nobody texts back, yeah, then yeah, then, watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, but fully, like with your hand on the button, just waiting for that text to come through. <laughs> yeah, if anybody even remotely, like, yo, I, you know, I might be doing this. All right, bet. I'll get dressed now. I'm already in the, in the shower. shower. <laughs> I'm outside. <laughs> I'm in front. <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, let me give the uh, the the premise and and all the info for this. Um, so uh, based on the global blockbuster video game franchise from uh, Sega, Sonic the Hedgehog tells the story of the world's speediest hedgehog as he embraces his home on Earth. In this live action adventure comedy, uh, Sonic and his new best friend Tom team up to defend the planet from the evil genius dr robotnik uh and his plans for the world uh for world domination the family uh family friendly film also stars tika sumter and ben schwartz uh, as the voice of sonic uh this was directed by um <clears throat> jeff fowler uh, and is written by patrick casey uh josh miller and some other credits uh yeah i don't know <laughs> uh, looks all right i guess all right moving on yeah that's about it (laughs) that is the in-depth review yeah if you Uh, want more sorry we don't got it for you more or less um okay uh we are going to move on to another film that is not playing for some reason why is this playing what do we got here uh, this is uh this is called downhill it is the other uh, movie starring will ferrell as well as um 
Uh, I think this title is fitting. Um, for me personally, <clears throat> was, uh, Julia Lewis. What's it? What's her name? Julia, Julia, Julia Lewis Dreyfus. I always forget Julia how to Louis pronounce Dreyfus. it all together. Dreyfus. Is it yeah. Dreyfus or Dreyfus? Dre, uh, Dreyfus. You're lying. Dreyfus. You're just saying it confidently. Both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, while I try to take care of some of these visuals, uh, let me give you the quick synopsis. Uh, so, uh, barely escaping an avalanche uh, during a family ski vacation in the Alps, a married couple is thrown into disarray as they f- they are forced to reevaluate their lives and how they feel about each other. Inspired by motion picture Force Majeure uh, by Ruben Ostland. Um, this film is directed by Nat Faxon uh, as well as Jim Rash and is written by Jesse Armstrong. Uh, and Nat Faxon, as well as some other people, which again, they leave off uh, the credits, so I have to click on something else. Um, this, uh, of course, is starring uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus. I'm going to say it like that. Uh, Will Farrell, uh, Miranda Otto, Zoe Chow, Zach Woods, uh, and some other peeps. Uh, this looked cool. Um, it looked all right. Uh, it's kind of like one of those Will Farrell family comedies that. Uh, you know would make it interesting what made it interesting about this is like it's it's like basically like the dad being a dick where he uh the family is like they're, they're like caught in this avalanche and instead of like protecting his family he just like runs away and it's yeah. like very obvious <laughs> so you know i watched the trailer for this uh, to be honest i didn't this is Wunderbar. a trailer that it's not a trailer for a film that i'm gonna like run to the theater to see mm. but it was better than what I thought it would be, right? Because mm-hmm. again, for me, Will Smith, uh, no, nah, sorry, Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the movies he's done over the past few years have been just that downhill, right? Uh, <laughs> but what is it? But uh, I'm Is that the uh, the thing? No, that is the thing. That was just terrible. <laughs> that, that delivery. Yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that. Nah, that wasn't good at all. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, we, we can't win them all. It's like, <laughs> After my great setup with the whole his movies and downhill thing, mm. you, that's what you give me. Mm. Fuck. That's all on. I got. <laughs> I need I need you to support me more better than this. Um, but anyway, it's like this movie was surprisingly interesting because again, I'm just not a huge Will Ferrell fan. I know you love um, Anchorman, uh, Anchorman sure. and and even like Talladega Nights. Uh, Step Brothers was good, but like I didn't like love it love it yeah um this actually looks pretty interesting yeah uh, julia louise dreyfus i think she's a phenomenal actress um like obviously we know her from seinfeld uh we know her from veep um and you know a bunch of other projects she's done i i, I love her you know i think she just typically does great work where wherever she go wherever she goes and uh, this looks like another interesting movie, but I do love the take on the dad in this one, right? Yeah, where he's not like the the, the hero. Brave hero. Yeah. He's he's like the clown douche. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's move on. Whoa. There, you got some undue noise there. Um. All right. Let's move on to uh this other film, Buffaloed. Buffaloed. I don't know how to pronounce this. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, yeah, with let's go with Buffalo. There you go. Um, this, uh, this. Let me give you a quick synopsis on this. Uh, set in the underworld of debt collecting, and uh, follows the homegrown hustler Peg Dahl, uh, who will do anything to escape Buffalo, New York. This film is uh, directed by Tanya Wexler and written by Brian Saka, uh, and stars uh, Zoe Deutsch, Deutsch, Dutch. 
Is that my computer <laughs> or yours? Um, I don't know. I got, I got, I got a lot going on over here. <laughs> laptop. Uh, this also stars uh, Jay Courtney, Judy, uh, Judy Greer, uh, Jermaine Fowler, and uh, Noah Reed. Um, yeah, this movie looked uh, really interesting. Um, it's kind of like one of those almost almost like um almost like uh uh wolf of wall street kind of feel to it except for maybe like a little more comedic is wolf that, of is wall that street? song coming from your laptop can you silence the laptop is there there you go it might have been something something like ad or some shit like that on there really? um yeah hmm. they do that all the time this it, it just happened to me um good catch yeah uh so so yeah it reminded me of like wolf of wall street in a way that like it's kind of like somebody who kind of starts nowhere and then is able to like build sort of like a empire and is just all around wild uh that's what I mean. and i'm actually a, a a little bit of a fan of a, a zoe doge um yeah i feel like she, yeah, she's done some pretty uh interesting uh, her she was in like uh set it up uh, which was a film that came out in 2018 zombie land double tap um yeah, that just came out. Yeah, that uh, just came out. What was that other movie that she was in recently? Uh, I'm trying to see what movie I've actually watched her in. Or maybe I'm just making up that I'm a fan of hers. <laughs> <laughs> that could be possible as well. Vampire uh, Academy. Uh, that was in 2014. I do remember that. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, those I, are the only ones I know. I think from. I'm lying. Yeah, I don't think I actually saw her in anything. <laughs> I think I just see, keep seeing, um, uh, what's it called? Trailers with her in it. But I, I don't know if but I actually, actually watched the, the movie that she's actually in. Um, Turn bag. Yeah, I know, right? I, <laughs> I really am. Um, okay. So, uh, so yeah, that's also coming out. Um, that's also coming out. <laughs> yeah, these. Oh man, the, uh, these people have worked so hard on these movies. And hey, look, what did you say earlier? Yeah, you know, whatever. That's also <laughs> coming out. Hey, look. I mean, I mean, what what should I say? You know, I'm going to invite her to our next recording. Well, so she can sit in front of you and hold you accountable when you shit on her work, her life's. I, but work. I'm, I'm not really. I mean, I doubt if this movie's her life's work. But nah, uh, I hope not. I mean, it's somebody's life's work. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I'm really excited to go see this movie, and I know I'm not. No, like, yeah, I'm gonna be. No. You know, I, like I, that's why trailers come out. It's because like to make you either excited for the movie or not. And and, and look, th- somebody might actually be super excited to see this movie. I, and I actually this, see, this seems like the type of movie that I would probably enjoy. But I'm not like over the moon like i'm not i'm not into like and i think that's the space we're in nowadays is that like in order to show you're behind something you've got to be like behind it like yeah, yeah i gotta I'm, i i love this thing and yeah. it's just like i'm cool on it like it's it looks cool yeah sorry it's like when, whenever people use like certain words like hilarious you do know, they actually mean actually that? Hilarious. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? That wasn't even funny. <laughs> Yo, that's it like my pet peeve. It was interesting. It's when people laugh at things that don't even need to be laughed oh, at. Oh, God, yeah. It's just like, I, I just look at them like, what the fuck are you okay, even that, laughing that at? Was What's not, happening? It wasn't even a joke. It was just like an interesting <laughs> statement, right? It was not yeah. fucking hilarious. Don't just use that word so, yeah. so sparingly. Yeah. People it's a are. word that holds a very particular meaning. Yeah. You can't just call everything hilarious. People are not careful with Like, this words. movie looks good. It doesn't look great. Yeah. It's I not. mean, it looks cool. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> now I feel like anybody who's a part of this project should be okay. She's proud of that. <laughs> this looks like a cool film. All right. Well, not, not as disrespectful. <laughs> that be so condescending. If you live in Buffalo, if you live in Buffalo and you, like, know the areas in which this movie yeah. was shot, I'm sure you're this excited. This movie looks uh, uh, 100% great. 100% you want to watch the movie. If you're anybody else, 
No. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about this last movie here that's uh, coming out uh, this particular Valentine's Day. Uh, this is called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, in 18th century France, uh, young painter Marie Marianne uh, is commissioned to do the wedding portrait of uh, Heloise uh, without her knowing. Therefore, Marianne must observe her model by day to paint uh, her portrait by night. Day by day, the two women become closer as they share Heloise's uh, last moments of freedom before the impending wedding. This is directed by Celine uh, Schiama, also written by her as well, starring uh, uh, Noemi uh, Merlot. Uh, as well as well as uh, Adele uh, Hanel uh, and other people who I will equally have a hard time pronouncing their names. Um, so uh, so yeah, looking at the trailer for this, uh, it, it just seems like kind of like one of those love stories where you know two people kind of are forced into a situation and then they just fall make in love, the, make the best of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this looks cool. Um, yeah this has been a 2019 was definitely a year for like these like older renaissance era um victorian era themed or or based films right yeah um that just have a lot of white people in it um <laughs> you know we've got uh what was it uh uh, little, women. little women yeah we've got um lady bird 1917 well, well lady well, no, bird no, no. wasn't well i'm talking about movies with a lot of white people in it, right? <laughs> oh, fair enough fair um enough. uh and it, now we've got this i'm not gonna see this shit <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i have yeah, no okay. in, I, I watched the trailer i have no i have zero fucking interest in this that's movie. a love story now, it looks like a beautiful love story it looks okay yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna see it <laughs> Not and, even if it's uh, on here, streaming. Here, here's the thing: is I uh, outside of maybe Sonic, uh, I would just see all these movies. I just yeah, I wouldn't necessarily. Well, so here, here's the difference: pay though. money for a ticket for would it. Would you watch it or would you go see it? Uh, for all of these movies, I think I'd watch. I wouldn't, I, or I, yeah, I wouldn't go to the theaters to go watch it. Now, except for except for no, actually all of them. I'll put all of them in that. Uh, yeah. In the category where you would watch it, like if, oh yeah, yeah, I would hundred percent watch if these movies. It was yeah. there in front of you. Sure, you would watch it, but you would not. Yeah, and and the only reason why I probably it. wouldn't see Sonic is because I kind of like I know what I'm gonna get. Like I, there's, I know what it is. Like yeah. I, and I've been burned by these type of movies way too much. Where I'm <laughs> thinking, well, what? thinking it's well, not gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> I've been burned um, by it. No, because it's like it's like you go into it thinking, all right, I just want to have a great time. I'm not really, but then you, you watch, you're just like, I gotta, I gotta turn this. This is so stupid. Yeah, damn, yeah. that sounded like how what happens when you get gonorrhea. You go into it <laughs> thinking you're here to have a good time, <laughs> and then you pee the next morning. And you're like, ah, this is so stupid. Is, and you take some antibiotics. <laughs> oh shit all right uh let's uh let's move on here um let's talk about what's coming out on streaming uh platforms this particular week let's start with hbo we've got uh ali and kavet the tale of the tapes um and then let's talk about hulu uh damn what i'm <laughs> your enthusiasm about Hulu? Sonic. No, you know what? I, I'm realizing uh, that I might have made sound effects. <laughs> no, I'm realizing that I might have actually uh, left like uh, last week's list up. That's what I. That's what's made me pause. Um, Rain, uh, Phil. 
Yeah, uh, listen, I don't know what I got for you, but uh, listen, I'll do something. Uh, now, if anybody from Hulu was listening to this and they were bank- they put all their advertising dollars into this moment, how disappointed they would have been with that sound effect that you gave them. That was some disrespectful shit. Uh, uh, it wasn't that disrespectful. That's what you did. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Our entire fucking service. We employ over 1,000 people <laughs> who have children to feed, and you're going to make a sound effect? Actually, you know what? I'm lying. I actually did get it right. I just uh, didn't remember that I got it right. Listen, you can't second guess yourself, okay? Uh, yeah, well, you know. Listen, if Gary I live, were here, I live in a state he would have told you to just go with the list, yeah. right? Believe in yourself, right? Starts with belief, yeah. right? And he would have said some other bullshit that... You know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep. Yeah. What the fuck is sleep? What the fuck do you need that for? Just you don't go, fucking need to sleep. Going. You can do that when you're don't dead. Don't stop. <laughs> You've got all the energy in the world. You just have to believe uh, it. It's like, yeah. no, I actually need yeah, to how, sleep. How far into having Gary V as a motivational... Like, if you could just have like a little sidekick that you could keep with you all the time. Like, how far like, into that would you just be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. Go home. I don't need him. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you had like a little mini yeah. like real life him that you can just yeah. keep with you yeah, yeah, yeah you have him on your desk at work yeah you, after like the second day you'd punt him like, yeah just like get the fuck out of here dude. Like, don't go to lunch <laughs> no, eat your lunch how the fuck eat do you need to eat you don't even need the fuck, to eat what are you right even now? eating right you're now you're not what is starving is that you're pizza? hungry yeah. get that shit out of here starving, that's, not, that's not starving starving is real when you're hungry you know, that doesn't mean you need to eat you need to keep working and then you just fucking just <laughs> dunk him in your coffee and wait until the bubbles stop <laughs> Then he's dead. You go get yeah, lunch. You, you gotta get rid of Gary. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, for Hulu, we have For Life. Um, that was some good uh, feel. That was really good was feel, good actually. Feel. Yeah, 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 I liked it. Uh, for Life, which is actually the um, series by uh, 50, actually. It's his, I guess, next project after um, uh, Power. Yeah. Uh, so it's about this guy who uh, ends up. Uh, serving a life sentence for some crime that he says that he didn't commit or that he didn't commit, I guess, according to the series. Uh, and, uh, and then he becomes a lawyer in, uh, while, in, incarcerated, uh, while incarcerated, he studies law. And, yeah. Uh, um, I believe he like obtains his, uh, not necessarily law degree, but while he's incarcerated, he's, he studies law. He, then he ultimately represents that's, himself. That's in his the case. only way you can become a lawyer though. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Just you can represent yourself the bar and shit without, uh, uh, yeah, but I think with, the series. Is, I don't know. I might be wrong about this. I, but I, I think, I think he it's just explicit studies he, law. He, okay. he learns how to represent himself in court. Wouldn't that be some fucked up shit if they're like, <sighs> they get to the end and like, ah, oh, you did such a great job, great job. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, you you don't have the license. Yeah, to- <laughs> you didn't pass the bar exam, but it's like the bar exam isn't available to take in prison. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> that's like, tough. We need we need this prison needs vacancy. That's really what this is about. So. It's privately owned by Michael um, Jordan. Yeah, and so that's premiering. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, that's premiering on ABC, but by proxy uh, Hulu. Uh, and then we have High Fidelity, which is uh, uh, High Fidelity Complete Season One, which is um, Zoe uh, Kravitz, her uh, her show on uh, on Hulu. Uh, that's her name, right? Zoe Kravitz. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, uh, I, I watched the trailer for that. It looked cool. Look cool. Not too bad. Might check that out couple episodes but uh, i think it's 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 not necessarily based off of but i guess it's a redux of uh the uh the movie high fidelity with uh john cusack unless i'm mistaken um it's uh, an adaption of uh, what is it nick uh hornby's novel high fidelity high fidelity and i think john cusack did 
That's, yeah, you're the, right about the that. film. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, Utopia. I mean, she, she's been on a roll though. Zoe Kravitz and I, oh, she's I, done I a lot of things. She's a stellar actress. Um, you know, I genuinely like. Ooh, here's the what I and I want to say something extremely controversial. Um, I think is it just because we I, love her mom. Uh, well, that might have something to do with it. So, uh, so Zoe Kravitz, uh, great actress. There, I'm, I'm in no way trying to take anything away from from her. But I, in some ways, feel like she's been made to be like the token. Like we'll put her in here to say that we're we're uh, hitting our diversity yeah. quota. <laughs> yeah, no, you know no, what I mean? The most light skinned black girl you could ever find. We got her here. Yeah. So you guys can't say anything. I mean, she's, she's hey, Lenny got the Kravitz, funky hair. Yeah, hey, yeah we've checked we got all the of Jewish, our diversity. Lenny Kravitz boxes. is Jewish, right? Yeah. I'm surprised she wasn't That's in Little two for one. <laughs> Ah, they would have been great if they put her in that movie for like 30 seconds. They're like, no, no, no this is a diverse movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like sometimes, cause, because I see her in so many things, it just feel and she's always playing, and I guess picking up from where her mom left off, she's kind of playing like the sort of like spacey kind of like she doesn't really have her life together or she's like the artist and like, I don't know, she's very typecasted and I just, I don't know. It's, it's just weird to me is all um even though I'm, I'm sure i watch other actors and actresses who do the same shit and yet i don't say anything about them but anyways <laughs> uh also on hulu we have uh, utopia falls complete season one on amazon prime i didn't say anything new but what i did see that they're premiering this week is the farewell uh which i've been meaning to watch forever uh and uh i do believe that it uh according to other people it should have been uh nominated for an oscar which i do not think it was um it's not in the best picture race um and so that is what's coming out on amazon prime this week uh on netflix we have portrait of a lady on fire which apparently they're doing the whole release both in theater as well as on streaming platforms with a uh, uh, portrait of a lady on fire what yeah damn I, hey look when so you got I, guess, it, you got I guess we were wrong yeah you they can i can watch deliver this. that thing directly <laughs> to, you don't have to go see it yeah but can i can watch, watch it. it yeah there you go uh, that, should ah, be, okay, that, that, that should be a new segment yeah uh, <laughs> are you gonna go see yeah, it or see, yeah. you wait to watch it yeah. um mm, so that might just change my, <laughs> my uh, uh, i might actually see uh, it. i might actually watch this movie yeah over sonic only anyways. because they can put it right in front of me <laughs> as i'm laying in bed under a blanket Yikes! Uh, I don't want to know what happens there. All right, we no, have no, uh, that was that was uh, a comfort comment. Not oh, a, okay. Not, not a jerking sure. off comment. Wink, wink. Sure. <laughs> um, we have uh, Camino a Roma, uh, documentary for Netflix. Uh, then we have the sequel to what 2018, 2019's, uh, to all the boys that I love, uh, or to all the boys, yeah, I love. Right, that was the name of the movie. I think so. Um, we have to all the boys. P.S. I still love you. Uh, is the sequel to I think the 2019 film um, that came out on Netflix. I watched it. I, it's it's one of the only movies that I've literally sat through three quarters of, and I just didn't finish. Mm-hmm. And I never even went back to go finish it. <laughs> I, not, I, not, and honestly, it wasn't the worst thing. It just wasn't. Or maybe it was because I was busy at the time. I was like doing something at the same time, so that's what prevented me from like finishing it. And I yeah. just never felt compelled to actually go back and watch it. So or finish it. So I watched, um, you know, uh, to all the boys that I've loved. Right, uh, that's what it's called, right? I think uh, to all the boys. I think it's called to all the boys I loved. To all the boys I loved. Yeah. Uh, so I watched the whole thing. First one. Um, it was like surprisingly good. Like I was actually like interested in the movie. Um, 
not at all even fucking remotely close interested enough in the movie to watch a second part <laughs> um so this movie they are deeply you know, disappointed <laughs> i am i, I you know, i'm glad that you know these creative people have come together to like create more. are you are you just paying them lip service now uh, lip service, uh so you know congratulations to them you know here's, here's a project i hope it's a success uh, my viewership will not be a part of the analytics in the success of this movie you won't be able to count my watch uh, or my or my dollars no well they'll have enough uh teenage girls watching this stuff. oh yeah yeah they absolutely don't, they don't really need you yeah they don't it's need fine. me it's fine yeah no fuck me <laughs> they don't <right>. need me <laughs> I, I don't think they went that far <laughs> if you would like to that's fine um okay and then uh, also showing on Netflix is uh, Dragon Quest, uh, Your Story, Love is Blind, Narcos Mexico, Season 2. Have you seen the trailer for Narcos Mexico? I have not, no. Ooh! That looks good. Fire. Mm. I mean, Narcos Mexico, Season 1. You know, after... Um uh, after the like the original Narcos segment or uh, um, show with Pablo Escobar, and then they did the ones about uh, the Cali Cartel... I think that was Narcos season two, mm-hmm. um, and then they did my Narcos Mexico with Michael Pena. I wasn't. Yeah, how was it? Was it was it kind of a letdown? No, not at all. Like, mm-hmm. I, so I, I was, and I waited like almost almost a year after it released to watch it because I was just like, dude, you gave me Pablo Escobar, that was fucking great, and you gave me you know the Cali Cartel story. What? more can you do here right? <laughs> now granted there are always drug stories Tyrese to tell what more do you want from <laughs> me what do you want from me right and I was like I don't know if I want to watch Narcos Mexico it's just but Mar- Michael Penny is a part of the project and I just know he's a stellar actor yeah. I watched it phenomenal yeah. and not in Michael Pena was a standout there's an, um, a, the other actor to be honest I don't know his fucking name um, he was like one of the main <laughs> actors uh, in Narcos Mexico stellar performance I watched the trailer for Narcos Mexico season 2 yeah this shit looks good like they're about to take it just when you thought like oh yeah we're the biggest drug smugglers in Mexico yeah no, now they're about to be like the biggest drug smugglers in the world. They're going to tell that story. Mm. And obviously there's more stories about political corruption and um, international drug smuggling. And a lot of this stuff is true, right? It's mm. not, you know, no one's that creative where they can just make this stuff up out of thin air. <laughs> All the writers in Hollywood are like, fuck no, this you. Shit, <laughs> this shit really happened, right? Yeah. Uh, we always talk about what, is it life imitating art or art imitating life? I think this is yeah. one of those things where it's like, you know, these... These drug smugglers were really that creative. I mean, they still are. They just found um, a fully functional tunnel under like California that was like yeah. a mile long that had electric, um, that had electricity, had ventilation. I think it had tracks down. Um, they were like, uh, they had like food and beverage. Hey, it look, was a highly functional hey, look, build tunnel. the wall. Yeah, build. <laughs> what, what, what did Jay Z say? Build your, uh, you know, build your wall. We digging tunnels. Yeah, can't you see we getting money up under you? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what they're doing in in, uh, in Mexico right now. Yeah, I mean, just to highlight how stupid that idea is. Just hey, let's just build up a humongous fucking wall. Build a wall that and you that's can gonna stop it. Go under yeah. or fly over. Yeah, and like eighty percent of like drugs that smuggled into well, the U.S. are actually you know what it is smuggled in through the air. Well, like, you, you know what it is dummies. though. It, it's it, it's not that they're stupid. It's that especially trump right trump is more about optics that's that's what makes i think it him looks so like dangerous. solving a problem exactly and but it, and to people who don't really know what the problem is like because the problem is it's a really like complex thing but 
what you do is you associate that problem with just like a group of people. Well, right? well, the, oh, the, the, the problem pro- is Mexicans, right? No, well, and the, how, the, what do we do? We'll build a wall. The, the Great, problem, problem The problem is is uh, that we have all these drugs uh, and they're illegal, right? If you make them legal and you tax and regulate them, now you're dealing with an entirely different game. Now you're disabling, at least to some degree, the cartels and things like that, right? But, uh, but with this farce, it's just he's taking advantage of everybody's like xenophobia and uh you know the fact that they just want to blame the other um so it's just like i just need a symbol to like that's what he understands more than more than anything else that's the one thing that like i'll give him credit for is that he's a genius marketer yeah and that but that's because he's had to do it his entire life right he's had to project a certain thing while you look right underneath and it's like there's nothing going yeah. on here this is complete it, bullshit. It, it's crazy it's like you know we celebrated when the berlin wall fell right <laughs> and then now we're like mr Gorbachev, let's, let's build our own wall right build that wall that's yeah, fucking crazy <laughs> it makes no sense and the same people who are like who would read the history books and would celebrate the fact that oh you know yeah i remember when the berlin wall fell and i, I watched it live on tv it was a great moment yeah. in history and they're like oh but let's build a wall. well no those people aren't they don't know shit about the Berlin Wall. Probably not. Well, yeah. you know what? They probably do. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, so we have Cable Girls final season. Uh, we have Izzy and Aussie. Uh, and then a Sean, a Sean the Sheep movie. Uh, Farmageddon. Great. Yeah. Um, mm. Okay. <laughs> Sounds right. like a lot of trash right there. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our trailers. Let's uh, let's see what ha- came out this week. Uh, first, uh, we're going to talk about Spiral, um, which is the uh, uh, film from Chris Rock, actually. Uh, this film is uh, directed by Darren Lynn Bosman, um, Bosman and written by Josh Stolberg, Pete uh, Goldfinger, and... And I'm just actually trying to see if the, if Rock was one of the yeah and uh, the story by Chris Rock so he gets a story by credit um, on uh, on the film uh, to give you a quick synopsis um, uh, on the film we have uh, working in the shadow of an esteemed police uh, working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran. Uh, brash detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks and his rookie partner take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly uh, entrapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself in the center of the killer's morbid game. Uh, and this film, of course, stars uh, uh, Chris Rock, as mentioned before, as well as uh, Samuel Jackson, um, Max uh, Minghella. Uh, Marisol Nichols uh, and some other peeps. Yep. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, we, we've heard about this film for a little while. Um, uh, you know him picking up with the whole Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked okay. Didn't look. It looked campy to me. A little campy. You know, a little bit of the like B movie kind of feel to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I I know Rock doesn't. I don't want. I don't want to say he doesn't disappoint, but I'd I'd be more willing to give him the benefit of the doubt than not. Yeah. So I, from what I've seen from Chris Rock lately, right? It's, um, I mean, he had a smash hit with his most recent Netflix uh, um, stand-up special, right? Um, the last like movie, official movie he did was uh, uh, Top Five mm-hmm. in twenty. I believe that was like twenty fourteen, right? Um, I think he's picking his projects very 
particularly at this point in his, in his career. Yeah. Um, I don't think he needs to he, work. He can't right do now. any more down to earth, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually like that movie. I mean, no, I'm saying yeah, I, I, I fuck with it, but you know, he's, he's got to make some 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 positive career choices here, yeah. and I don't. And think I he's think doing he's been doing that over the past few years, right? So there was, um, I think I love my wife. Remember that movie? Yeah, it's when I fell in love with um, Kerry Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kerry Washington. I mean, rock. Actually, I was in love with her before that. Uh, no, I'm lying. Yeah, but like, great yeah. movie, right? So I think I love my wife. And then um, Death at a Funeral was actually pretty funny. Um, yeah. Uh, then he had uh, Tambourine, his Netflix special, which was phenomenal, right? And then he did uh, Top 5, and then now he's doing Spiral. I don't think Chris Rock would have taken on this project if there wasn't something about it that was like, okay, this is uh, uh, obviously picking up the, the, the Saw franchise, right? But like, here's a different story we can tell, or here's how to continue to tell these stories, but make it like new and fresh and fun. Well, it's, Samuel it's- L. Jackson's on board, which... He'll kind of do do anything. Yeah, you but, gotta. Yeah, he'll he'll do anything. But, I mean, snakes on a plane <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. Uh, Black Snake Moon, or isn't that the movie? That yeah, yeah, Black in? Snake yeah. Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I watched that movie. It was a strange, strange movie. Um, uh, yeah, th- this film it looks cool. Uh, I, I, again, it looks a little campy. I've never seen I'll, a I'll single it, movie it from the entire Saw franchise. Not one. What? I've You've never, never seen one. Never. How's that possible? Never had any. every fucking Halloween. You don't. You don't. Well, I don't just... like scary movies. Right? Oh, yeah, that's very true. Um, so I've never seen any of these movies. But this one actually did look pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, it's got like one of the. T- there's a particular movie that I was thinking about that this actually kind of reminds me of. And it kind of reminds me, weirdly enough, of like, like Seven. A, a little bit of Seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but more specifically, uh, Candyman. Okay. Yeah, kind of had a little bit of too. a Candyman vibe to it, especially like when they were in, I think it was New Orleans that they were in, in one of the Candyman sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind of has that kind of feel to it. So, uh, so yeah. But I don't know. It, I'm willing to give Rock the benefit yeah. of the doubt. So I'll, and like, uh, if you could, I'll see this. And, and here's what's going to happen with this movie, right? People are going to look at the trailer. They're going to see Chris Rock and they're like, oh, you know, he's a comedian. He can't be a cop. Right. And and I know I, I know those people. No, that's bullshit. You know why I, that's bullshit? Well, no. Yes. Because I, 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 yeah. I completely agree with it. Right. And it's like as an actor, you know, what you do is you challenge yourself virtually to play different kind of characters. I don't even think even he has to challenge himself that much. Uh, he played a cop all throughout uh, 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 Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's done roles outside of being a comedian, right? He's, he's a funny guy. I mean, of he he was technically like that. That was still like a comedic role, and, and even in this, I would suspect that there's going to be a yeah, pretty heavy be, amount of comedy. In yeah, it. I mean, because I don't think he could uh, he can stop himself from being funny because that's just no. who he is. In fact, right? that'll make that'll make it that much better if he comes at this role. Um, it, it's a dramatic role, mm-hmm. but he gives it a little bit of a flair of uh, comedy. I think that's that's going to be rock maybe at his yeah. best i mean that's what adam sandler did in uncut gems right yeah. it was a serious role but adam sandler can't help himself but to be funny yeah and that's both what you expect and what you want even in a more serious role so yeah. again this movie looks looks interesting yeah um i've never saw a saw trailer where i'm like okay i'd see this yeah um this one yeah i think i think i would go see this in theaters too if not that i i maybe see one scary movie a year in theaters right this mm-hmm. might be my 2020 scary movie okay Fair enough. Um, all right, so this movie's due out. Uh, you'll have to wait until May fifteenth of uh, twenty nineteen in order to um, uh, in order to check the film out. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll be checking for it in May. Um, all right, 
let's talk about another trailer that dropped this week. Uh, this is for uh, The Vast Night. Um, let me give you a quick synopsis of this uh, particular series. I believe it's a series, unless I'm mistaken. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it's a movie. Um, so, uh, in the twilight of the 1950s, uh, on one fateful night in New Mexico, a young switchboard operator, Faye, and charismatic radio DJ uh, Everett discover a strange audio frequency that could change their small town and the future forever. This is being directed by Andrew Patterson, written by James uh, Montague, and uh, as well as uh, Craig uh, Craig Sanger. It stars uh, Sierra McCormick, uh, Jake Horwitz, uh, Gail uh, Kornauer, Bruce Davis, and Cheyenne Barton, among others. Um, this uh, this kind of has uh, the uh, kind of like a world uh, uh, war of the worlds. Although there was another trailer that came out for that, but it kind of has like a war of the worlds um, kind of. Uh, it, what's the thing that with the with the comet um the night the comet flew over or i don't know the, the i think that might have been like a spielberg movie or something like that uh tonight or is, is that the invasion of the body snatchers am I, that i'm thinking of i might have that one i don't know i know yeah. war of the worlds i don't know this one <laughs> yeah um anyway so yeah it kind of has one of those feels of like some you know kind of like 1950s 60s um kind of you know um and and they have that thing, and I think that's where the uh, what was the movie with Keanu Reeves? Which one? <laughs> the one where he's uh, where he there's uh, there's like an alien invasion, and he's I think one of the aliens or something like that. Um, uh, something Earth like the day oh, the Earth uh, the, stood still. The, yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I, like I remember they uh, they they would have like these radio and I and I can't remember exactly. Uh, if it was this particular story or not, but it's the day the earth is still war of the worlds, whatever that, uh, they actually would, uh, they had it go over the radios back in like the like 1950s or sixties. And then everybody thought it was real. So they would like fucking like run out of their houses. Like what the fuck we're being invaded by the fucking aliens. Meanwhile, I was just like, no dudes, it's just a fucking show on the radio. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's what I think this is kind of like mimicking a little bit where uh, something happens and then people like are like, oh, shit, this is like real uh, and then freak out uh, accordingly. Um, but it looks cool. Yeah, this didn't look bad. Uh, so this is an Amazon original movie. Uh, I think Amazon is um, building its way up. Slowly but surely. Yeah. Right. Like they're not they're not doing it the fast way, but yeah. they're, they're slowly I think, but surely. I think uh, Apple TV uh, Plus came out with a lot of really good original content. And I think Amazon started off by um, licensing a lot of content. Right. And they're now starting to like build their originals um, uh, platform and their originals uh, content. Right. Mm-hmm. And this looks like one of those that they're going to be able to add to the to their to their originals category. Uh, and it just looks good. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily one for these sort of like old timey kind of movies where, you know, you spend about two hours just watching people without any cell phones or anything. You're just like, come on guys. Like this could have been wrapped up in like (laughs) 15 minutes. If we just hit somebody, (laughs) if you just started a group text and say, Hey, are you guys hearing this too? Everybody's like, nope. All right, cool. I bet. Um, yeah. yeah, like the the time 
of the film for me, like based off of the era in which the film was made or based, sometimes that can make or break a good story, right? Yeah. Like if it just doesn't really appeal, and granted, the younger the person, the more the film doesn't really appeal to like the older the the time in which the film is set. That's very true. Um, so the film has to be good. I, I don't know. I just don't know if this speaks to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to like sound like a dick, like or like. Oh, like, hey, if, if something's not around the time that I, you know, that I most identify with, then I just don't want to watch it. But also, it's just like, I don't know, after you see like a few of these movies, you're just like, all right, yeah. I, I get the picture. I'm like, done with the 1950s. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's don't something give about too much of a fuck. It's something about, about what happened in period 1950s. pieces to me that they just don't resonate with me. You know what I mean? Like, I remember watching, um, what's the one with that uh, JJ Abrams, the, the one he came out with, uh, Fuck, 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 fuck. What is it called? Is it a recent film? It was like like sometimes in the 2010s. Um, and, and Spielberg, I think, helped produce it. Um, damn. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Um, you know what? Actually, I'm going to look this up. J.J. Abrams. Uh, Let's see, I'm looking at like some of the recent films. It was uh, some Star Trek shit on here. They both die at the end. Damn, we did yeah. it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, no, I think that oh, was is a, that the name of the movie? I think that was the title of a project. Uh, uh, no, this was years, uh, roadies, moonshot. God uh, damn, because it's gonna drive me crazy if I can't think of ten the Cloverfield name. Lane. No, that was before that. Uh, Revolution, almost human. Got super fringe. eight. That's what it was. Super called. eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was getting to that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like Super Eight, like which was like from back in the day. And yeah, so this is like during of, the summer of nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. Um, did I watch this movie? I think I watched this movie. You watched it? Fair I did. Enough. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I watched this movie. Didn't oh. love it. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, you know, because it was like it kind of like harkens back to that whole like the Spielberg era and and you know took advantage of all those sort of nostalgic things. I think it was like it was kind of like Stranger Things before Stranger Things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, in a way. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, it's not my faves. Moving but uh, congrats, Amazon, Jeff Bezos. You got you got some more money right here. <laughs> <laughs> when does he not have money? Is the question. Um, okay. Now we have uh, a, a trailer for something coming out for um, uh, Epics, uh, which is War of the Worlds. Uh, and let me give you the quick synopsis. Uh, set in contemporary France, uh, this Anglo-French re-imaging of H.G. Wells' classic in the style of Walking Dead follows pockets of survivors forced to team up after an apocalyptic extraterrestrial strike this is uh created by howard uh overman and stars uh lay drucker as well as uh, gabriel uh, uh byron uh and adele uh bentriff um and i'm sorry the, the in the uh the vast night that actually is going to premiere uh in may as well unless i'm mistaken which I'm probably, uh, it's May 29th is, uh, is when, uh, the vast of night premieres as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, war of the worlds. Um, interesting that they come out with a show that, uh, you know, is based off of a movie or not based off of movies because, uh, uh, war of the worlds is a HG Wells book that, uh, that they've done many movies on. Um, but 
I don't know if you can do better than uh, old Tom Cruise. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah. You, you remember that scene in War of the Worlds know. where like Tom Cruise and the guy they're like arguing about which direction that they want to head in and like how they want to handle like surviving, right? And then Tom Cruise and that guy. Uh, they come to like, hey, like we're just gonna disagree on this, and it's either gonna be you or me. Yeah. And they step into that room, yeah. and Tom is the only one to come out. Yeah, that was a fucking yeah, yeah. great scene. You were just, and you hear the noise, you hear the commotion, and like you're uh, kind of like watching it from the little girl's perspective. Perspective. Who's the little girl in that? Was that uh, that wasn't that wasn't the, was that Dakota Fanning? You know, I think it was Dakota Fanning. Yeah, a okay. very young Dakota Fanning. Yeah, and you're watching it from her perspective, and like, oh, what's happening to my dad? And, and then he comes out. Great scene. Um, you know, Tom Cruise, right? It's, it's Tom. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, watching this trailer, this trailer does not look bad. Like as you're watching this trailer, you're not necessarily reminded too much of like. You're not really thinking about the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds movie. You're no, just, yeah, it feels like a different sort yeah, of feel. You're yeah. just watching it like, okay, well, this is maybe like another story that was happening during that same timeline, or this is a completely different story altogether. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't feel like because that War of the Worlds, the one with Cruise, was uh, was done by um, uh, Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so this one has it, it feels like something that's different and and uh, a thing all in of itself. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what the impetus of they, they they have to come at it from a very unique angle for me to be like, all right, this is this is what this was worth it. You know what I mean? Versus just kind of like, oh, let's just rehash that team story that's very yeah. kind of been done. Is this movie about Brexit? Might be. <laughs> Might be. That's <laughs> probably exactly what this film is based on. Yeah, we don't want these uh, foreign yeah, aliens. These, these aliens <laughs> in our country anymore. So let's leave the European Union. Uh, that'd be so hilarious shit if it just like, if, if they like, at the end of the movie, it's like the start of Brexit. Movies produced by <laughs> Theresa May. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be because she's uh, unless, unless I'm mistaken, she's gone, right? She's gone, she's yeah, yeah. But doesn't mean she can't invest. In I know, right? <laughs> in a film. Um, okay, so we talked about all those. Uh, let's get into something that uh, I just want to talk about real quick. All right, let's talk about uh, TMZ real quick uh, because they had uh, <laughs> something that I thought was fucking hilarious uh, and uh, kind of like appropriate for TMZ. Um, so they were they were talking about um, uh, Meghan Merkel and uh, uh, Prince Harry. Can we still call him a prince, even though he's sort of not a prince anymore? What is? How does that work out? Is he not a prince anymore? If he's like fuck this shit, I'm out. I think he's not a member of the royal family anymore, or he's like denounced his title. So I guess is it denouncing his title, or did he just be like, hey? I'm not going to do any of the fuck shit you guys are saying. Well, I think he does have to officially, is it denounce or is it renounce? I don't know. What did Prince Hakeem do when, uh, in coming to America? He renounced his throne. Okay. I renounced <laughs> my throne. Right? That was the, yeah. that the, the yeah. thing? <laughs> yeah, well, he's out in the street while in there. Um, but, um, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to go with renounce. Uh, so yeah. Harry renounced his throne. So I think he's just Harry now. Right? <laughs> no longer Prince Harry. Doesn't sound as Yeah, cool. that's a come down. Yeah, yeah. You think she's like less attracted to him now that he's not Prince Harry? She's just like um, uh, the top I'm, is I'm busy Saturday night. Now. Like they're married with children. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah, like, yeah, uh, they've, they've got kids, uh, so sex busy. life is already different. <laughs> now you're not a prince, and it's like, <laughs> no, I'm not letting you do that anymore. No. <laughs> I only want princes. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> let princes 
get that in my hair. Don't make a mess. <laughs> I've right. got work to do. One of us has to work. <laughs> um, okay, so so I, th- I thought this was wholly ironic from TMZ because what they did was they did a little clip on how they're upgrading their security systems at uh, their new residences. I think it's I don't I forget where the fuck they're living, but um, but it was so ironic because it's like is TMZ like they just have to be trolling them now because they were showing pictures of their upgraded security system in order to get uh keep like essentially the paparazzi you know like they just like are trying to beef up their privacy yeah tmz just goes and reports on them doing exactly that so they show the security cameras they show the gates they show the 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 you know whatever wall you know the uh that they have up there and it's just like tmz you realize they're doing this for you so why so you reporting it is the most ironic thing ever yeah uh and tmz is just like ah what are you gonna do yeah, and it's like, you know, it's hard to ask these celebrity or news outlets in general to like have any type of like regard for like what information is necessary to put out uh, and what information because it's not necessarily about the news, right? Like these are news outlets. TMZ is a news outlet, but it's really more so about content. Mm-hmm likes following being fast and first right yeah um the consideration for should we do this or should we not do this comes after the fact like all right well we were the first to report kobe bryant had passed away in a car crash before his family even knew let's put it out there and then let's have a meeting tomorrow to talk about you know, do they have that meeting tomorrow? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna schedule it and we're gonna cancel it, right? Um, or just nobody shows yeah. up. You ever have those meetings at we're work where sh- like nobody ever shows up to that oh, yeah, all the time. meeting? Yeah. All the time. Like it's like a well known thing. It's like it's on a schedule. Yeah. And nobody ever shows nobody up. Nobody ever comes. Yeah. Um, so that's what they're yeah, and TMZ, they're just I mean, hypocrisy they don't is care. They, don't yeah. give a fuck. they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's, it's just amazing. They're to me. not in the business of of like news they're in the business of content very different businesses and a lot of like news organizations are or businesses with uh with a lot of overlap given you know some of the shit that we see out of the news the quote-unquote news nowadays um i just think i, I just when i was watching i was just like this like are, as they're editing this together do they not yeah i bet you they don't even like realize like oh shit maybe we shouldn't be photographing their new beefed up security features because they're trying to prevent this exact thing yeah. from happening which <laughs> if reporting out taking pictures and photographs and videos of like new security that undermines the security itself yeah. right <laughs> now i know what cameras to get yeah. around <laughs> now millions of people know where cameras are yeah. placed what security is where how many security guards are patrolling the property at what given time they know their schedules when their lunch breaks are mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah we can we can enter the property from the west side yeah between 7 and 8 p.m what, thanks tmz yeah, i just want to get a new shot of the uh, the new royal baby yeah <laughs> even though it's not a royal baby anymore it's fine no, is no. the baby not royal anymore too mm, good question baby renounced its throne as well baby was like listen i didn't sign up for this shit okay? i wasn't there for that meeting yeah, I, 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 nobody, I didn't sign off nobody cc'd me on no the email me, i'm still a royal i don't know about you guys but i'm still a royal. Yeah, I want that um, easy money all right so yeah i just want to talk about that real quick so we don't need to spend too much time on it all right moving the fuck on all right uh let's talk about some exciting shit uh we just got this past week some set photos from matrix four Ooh. 
getting uh, in this first shot here, we see uh, Carrie Ann Moss, uh, who uh, who plays, of course, the, uh, the one Trinity. The, the one. Uh, tri- well, is this, uh, we got to be careful with when we say the one. Neo's the one. Neo's the one. <laughs> she plays the one. Trinity's. Uh, Trinity. Yeah, I guess we're still still close. By proxy. Yeah. yeah. Or, close uh, enough. Uh, Trinity by proxy the one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh. So we got some some set photos where we see both her as well as uh, Keanu Reeves returning as uh, Neo, uh, like we said before. Uh, but the one that didn't, uh, uh, that's still a mystery is Morpheus. Uh, that Morpheus uh, is, we're, we're mum on um, on Morpheus being in the yeah. film, which is, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, if Morpheus isn't in the film, I don't know if I can fuck with it. So here's I don't thing. know, man. I think it's best that they keep that as tightly wrapped as they can possibly keep it, right? Um, because people are asking that question, what does that do to the film? It just adds more allure, it adds more interest. If they can keep that on wraps until like the first trailer premieres, uh, which it was gonna be a huge task, but that is just gonna add to the anticipation of the film. I think, just because I know the, um, the relationship between Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne, they have a great relationship. Obviously, Lawrence Fishburne was in two um, of the last uh, John Wick films, right? And wasn't he even in um, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still? I think. I don't think so, but I can't. I'm, I'm not going to. If you push back hard, on I'm, that, I'm not, not going to. We'll we're, we're just leave it as, as hearsay, as yeah. a theory. Uh, but they have a good relationship. I think it's more an appearance from Morpheus. Morpheus, even if it's a flashback to this film, is going to be a important part of its like success so that's actually something i've heard is is that they might do flashbacks uh and it might be a young Mor- morpheus so it wouldn't be fishburne playing them it would be some other young actor. well no we saw what they did with um <laughs> pesci and al pacino and de niro and the irishman They'll just de-age uh, and, yeah um, uh and, but and, no, you gotta have you gotta have lawrence fishburne no one else can would play you morpheus. would you accept it if some young dude came in as morpheus a young morpheus in like flashbacks <sighs> There's a lot of things I would accept, <laughs> right? Yeah. Even if I don't really want it, yeah, right. That's that's how this would be, right? I really want to see this movie. I'm going to see this movie no matter what. Yeah. If Lawrence Fishburne isn't in it as Morpheus, or if there's Morpheus in it, but it's not Lawrence Fishburne, uh, I'm going to continue to watch. But it's not going to be like th- as good, you know, as I wanted it to be. It's going to be like, you know. I wanted the 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 knob uh, the knob creek right. I wanted the 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 Woodford Reserve that really fine whiskey. Sure. Okay, you, know, you got James Jameson, right? <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I'm here to have fun. Here to have a good time. I really wanted yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Got this. Well, okay. well, yeah. I guess they got everybody's money nonetheless. So they're like, fuck it. We'll do whatever the fuck yeah. we want. It. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, so let's let's talk about this uh, Viacom. Sh- CBS streaming service. So uh, let me give you this just uh, direct uh, scale king. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we've clearly we got a story that's right after this uh, that we'll talk about. Uh, but first, uh, this is a a report from the uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Um, after closing an $11.7 billion merger in December, Viacom CBS is expected to unveil a new streaming service in late February that draws from strengths uh, of its uh, recombined companies, a source confirms uh, to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, meanwhile, Vi- Viacom's advertising-supported streaming service, Pluto TV, um, which is 
kind of trash a little bit. Like I, I like Pluto. So, no. Well, I, so I watched Pluto because I watched the uh, I watched the Young Turks, and sometimes uh, I have to watch Pluto in order to watch uh, their live show. Um, but I don't know. Pluto just seems like it's it's one of those dark places where you go when there's literally nothing else going on, and you're forced to be like, all right. I can't stream any movies myself. Like it, it feels like a very like last, 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 last ditch effort <laughs> in order to entertain yourself. So, I like Pluto because um, it was actually so Nas was an early rapper, uh, Queensbridge uh, rapper. Nas yeah. was um, his Nas Queensbridge venture capper um, venture. Um, capital group were early investors in Pluto. Okay. Um, and then it was bought out by Viacom in like a, th- oh. um, in a, a $340 million buyout. Right. So, nice. um, beast by know, Dre situation. I just like to support, you know, yeah. support black men. Well, where it's, I can. it's no, it's, it's no longer, uh, owned by him. So you don't yeah. have to keep that going. Uh, I'm a, I'm a still, uh, and I mean, I've all, I, so I, I don't have, um, or, or I, just, we, I didn't have cable television up until recently. So for yeah. like the past, like literally for the past like four or five years, I haven't had like, cable television um so whenever i wanted to like watch something that was like live Mm -hmm. um, i would always go to pluto right because of those um you know without cable over the internet uh streaming service live tv streaming services pluto is like the best one on the market i can't think of any other one that would top or rival pluto Hmm. that's interesting yeah i uh yeah i was never really I mean, there's YouTube TV, but it's not as Yeah, cool. I would even, like, take something like that over, like, Pluto. Because Pluto is just, like, shit that's, like, they're forcing you to... And I, they all force you I mean, to Pluto, watch. Pluto definitely does have a pretty big catalog of a huge variety of channels and movies. But it has a lot of channels. And YouTube TV, you still got to pay for that. Pluto's okay, so, free. So, so let me give you an example. I was trying to watch uh, FS1, right? I was trying to watch... Skip and Shannon? Uh, either Skip Shannon or the, the Colin Coward. Um, yeah. And... But it was like episodes from like the prior week, and I was just like, "No, like just give me the new shit." That's why I'm here. How <laughs> <laughs> American! Give me the new shit. I yeah, only want give me new the new shit. new. You you heard her during Atlanta, you know, uh, with uh, uh with Tip. Yeah. yeah, give me that new new. Yeah, I don't want that little <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was I was sorely disappointed. But anyway, let me let me finish reading this. Um. Uh. Uh, meanwhile, Viacom's advertising supported streaming service Pluto TV, which is acquired, uh, which it acquired for thir- uh, 340 million, uh, as you explained uh, uh, just before, uh, in January uh, 2019, uh, counts 20 million monthly users. The company said during a November 14th earnings call, uh, the conglomerate's BET Direct to Consumer Service BET Plus, uh, which launched in September, is expected to continue as its own product, as uh, as is CBSN the streaming channel powered by cbs news uh more details about the forthcoming uh service uh are expected to be unveiled on february 20th when viacom's cbs viacom cbs's uh reports uh its uh, fourth quarter earnings uh cbnbc first reported the plans of uh the viacom cbs service um so I, the reason why i wanted to talk about this briefly was because um you know, have you ever been to a party when you go and you're you're really excited for it, you're happy about it, and then you get there and there's just so many fucking people there. And you're just like you go in and you're like, "All right, 
Like when you go to a party, there's a lot more people than you expect. Yeah. Like, and then you go into the party and you're like, all right, I'll try to enjoy it for what it's worth. But then people are bumping into you, you know, they're forcing you to spill your drink. It's just like, man, fuck this shit. And you're like, I think I'll leave. I'll go somewhere else. Or maybe I'll s- s- stand outside. Maybe I'll, ch- you know, grab some, grab a couple of people, stand yeah, outside, I wouldn't leave talk the party. a little bit. I just find another area the 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 way the, to the go. move to make okay yeah. that's where we're heading with all these fucking find one of my services. ex-girlfriends to see uh <laughs> hey you remember that time yikes Let's uh, do that again. they'll just throw the drink in your face yeah i do remember that time yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> um can we still do it <laughs> uh so that's what these streaming services are right now they're that party that there's just so many fucking people there and they're forcing you to spill your drink and just come on motherfucker like i'm just trying to be here have a nice time and here you are offering another fucking streaming service now any content now i guarantee you whatever content that they have they're just going to try to hoard for themselves so that nobody else can fucking have it so if they have some shit on netflix they'll pull it back from netflix if they got some shit on fucking you know hbo streaming service for some ungodly reason they'll pull that shit from from yeah from the, oh so you, you mean know. the streaming services are the people at the party you're going to the yeah. party yeah you know it's just come on it's too much let's just let's calm down here let's no not everybody fucking needs a streaming service not everybody needs to get to this party you know? yeah you could have used a better analogy right? uh, probably yeah that was <laughs> yeah, the one was, i could think of right now I'm thinking like you're at the party and then they're like uh, this i'm thinking the streaming service is the party and then you go to the party i'm like well no there's nothing wrong no no, with no. That. it's the people follow yeah. my analogy so it's the people in the party because it's the people in the party that it's just it's too much too much going on there's yeah, too so much the wild shit happening the right people now. at the party yeah, yeah 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 um yeah it's just too much no i mean no, i need no, some space I need and, some and we've been saying yeah. that for for a while especially when we um when we uh, did our streaming wars um mm. segment so hey, if you have hey, not watched eight. streaming wars go back and listen to streaming wars 2019-2020 it was a hell of a discussion fire um uh, you know, it, it painted a picture for a lot of the things that have happened a lot of the things to come so go back and listen to that uh, those episodes but Yes, there are so many fucking streaming services at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like you're going to get to a point where the market is going to be oversaturated. It's and, it's right now oversaturated. And, and what does that ultimately do? It just sends people back to where they came from. Right? Because that's, that's where I'm at right now, which is like I have my few streaming services that I like are my day ones, right? Like I have Netflix. I have, um, I have Hulu. I have um, Amazon Prime. Uh, and even HBO, right? I don't have HBO as a channel on my cable package, but I have it as like a HBO Go, whatever the fuck it is. Um, that's all I fucking need. Anything else is just like, I'll check out if they have content, I'll ask somebody else for their shit, yeah. and I'll get it from them and I'll watch that shit. But I don't, and then like, so for instance, like NBC has its own, you know, streaming uh, platform, Peacock, as it was terrible, somehow called. <laughs> um, I don't really, I don't need to watch fucking Friends again for the thousandth fucking time. And if I do, I'll just check it out on fucking uh, TBS, you know, when they when they eventually do the reruns on there, which they're yeah. going to do. So um, at the party, right, I feel like their streaming services, they're all going to be hanging out in different rooms, right? Disney yeah. Plus is going to be in the living room, right? They're the biggest, Have they earned the different room? Have they earned well, that? Netflix is so, still the MC. So here's the thing. They're though. still the MCs The right living now. room is the largest space, yeah. but it's not like the in my opinion, like the best, right? Yeah. Uh, when I'm at the party, where do I like to hang out? I'm a kitchen dweller. Okay. Right? I'm a house party kitchen dweller. Yeah. You know who's in the kitchen? Yeah. Netflix, cooking it up, right? <laughs> 
that's where Netflix is. That's where I. We don't. Netflix doesn't need to be in the living room with all the room and space and making all the noise. No, no, we're in the Fair kitchen, enough. right? Okay. Um, Apple TV. Uh, they're in the living room. Hulu is down in the basement, right? <laughs> now, hey, listen. <laughs> The basement is not a bad place to be. That's where you know. That's where a lot of people like to. No, it's a lot. It's where a lot of dark shit goes down. Apple, like you said, Apple TV. They're yeah. out on like the, the balcony or like they're in like an outside area. There's okay. like a fire pit or something like that. Sure, with sure. All the Who's up in the bedrooms? Kids. Who's up in the bedroom? Um, probably Amazon. Okay, because uh, I feel like they're getting a lot of action in the bedroom. They, yeah. you know, I don't know if. Is Amazon getting you know, You're gonna need that Plan B in with that two day delivery. So you, you're up in the bedroom with Amazon Prime. Like, get, I'm gonna get this to you now, baby. Um, Jesus. Christ. So and then all the other streaming services they like float in between rooms, right? But of the yeah. big dogs, certain guys, certain people are in. Certain yeah, where, where does uh, where does uh, Viacom, CBS, where, where they they just walked in the door? Where are they going? Where are they making a beeline to? I think they're gonna want to be in the kitchen, yeah, right, because they know who's in the kitchen. Like yeah. Yeah, we're here, hey, like you know, they know some people because they've got a lot of content, right? Yeah, nobody really fucks with them. And then anymore. they're gonna like try and jump in the conversation with the kitchen people, right? But yeah. then it's you know they're always gonna be like on the outside of the conversation, yeah. And then they'll always try to, late to the and conversation. Then I think ultimately, they're gonna find their way and try and step into the living room and compete with like the yeah the, the disney plus right because they're like oh we're big you're big right yeah you'll tell a joke i'll tell another joke but then but then it'll just be ignored yeah. like so they'll try to hop on the mic and there's no 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 yeah just, they'll try and like yeah, talk to disney plus's yeah, ex-girlfriend yeah, just like uh, one up yeah. disney plus she's like no she's like, dude nah, i'm not really nah, feeling nah, it I'm good. Um, all while again the kitchen people we're just doing kitchen yeah i'm waiting for the cops to show up uh to, to bust this shit up I, you know who's gonna and, who, and who's gonna who, who is hulu <laughs> They're tired of being yeah. in the basement. Shit has gotten wild Hulu, and out yeah. of control. Hulu is always going to be the one. I got a noise complaint. <laughs> uh, well, so the cops are going to bust it up, but the real G's, they're going to they're gonna find, where's the after spot at? You know, and then they're going to meet oh, yeah, up at yeah. the after spot, you know. And and that's what the kitchen, that's what the Netflix people are already cooking up in the kitchen. Right? What are we doing after this? Yeah, you know, hey, like, let's meet up. You know, let's meet up at the, at the diner. You know, let's, exactly. let's meet up at the diner. Disney Plus is there. You know, we see... We see Hulu. Hulu somehow stumbled through the door and like, didn't you just call a cops, motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you HBO <laughs> wasn't at the party, but they were yeah. there at the after party. It's all right. Well, hey, I'm we'll be cool. here, yo. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, Viacom CBS streaming service coming at you for some stupid reason. Um, okay, let, let's let's jump to the shit that we really want to talk about here. Um, let's get to this whole Gail King, uh, Lisa Leslie slash now over a situation okay let's 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 parse this out okay so gail king uh does this interview with lisa leslie and um and let me let me give you some quotes from that uh from that particular interview uh so this is gail king asking lisa leslie these questions here um she asked it's been said and 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 to preface this she there was a large uh uh, at least within the context of this interview, this is about what, like a, a six-minute interview that they, they CBS published on uh, uh, on online. Yeah, I, I saw it on YouTube, but uh, I don't know exactly where it originated from. Um, but it was about a five, maybe six-minute interview. Um, they went through a decent amount of the interview, and then I think toward the uh, towards the end of the interview, uh, they show that Gail asked 
uh, Lisa Leslie this question. Uh, it's been said that, uh, and she's talking about Kobe here since obviously he just passed away. Uh, it's been, which is a fucking crazy statement to say. It still doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. Kobe passed a, anyways. Um, you got to take a deep breath after yeah. or before. Both. Um, okay. So uh, it's been said that his legacy is complicated because of the sexual assault charge, uh, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Uh, 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 is it complicated for you as a woman, as an uh, as a WNBA player? Um, and then uh, Lisa Leslie responds with basically like, hey, uh, I mean, that was, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase the shit out of it. And paraphrase is probably going to be wrong a little bit. But she basically says, yeah, that was like a long time ago. We don't really know exactly what happened. That's not in line with the person that I know. Yada, yada. And then uh, Gail King comes back with, but Lisa, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't, and she basically, and Lisa says, oh, like, that's not the person I knew. And Lisa says, uh, or Gail says, but Lisa, you wouldn't see it, though, uh, as his friend, you wouldn't see it. Uh, so she pushes back a little bit against uh, Lisa Leslie uh, after she responds like that. And then Gail proceeded to catch hella flame online um yeah you know twitter was a buzz uh uh and uh even invoking one snoop dog uh to <laughs> chime in uncle snoop. on uncle snoop uh chimed in on the uh on the interview so this actually goes back to a conversation that we had um uh, a little while back in which we talked about um when is it okay to talk about somebody in this context uh so i'll let you go to to it and not just even about that about when it's when is it okay but anything that you you you've got to say about uh this whole scenario so i mean i i think there's a lot of uh like bs happening here right or a lot of misdirection so now i'm not even really sure why this interview was happening like uh, i think that's still uh, but I, I'm sure it was for good reason. Obviously, Lisa Leslie is um, uh, one of, not even just in female basketball, just in sports in general. I think female you, basketball. you <laughs> watch <Sound> female funny. <laughs> basketball funny. No, it's just it's you, funny. The son of a bitch. Female basketball. Um, so I, I think Lisa Leslie is just of a, a, a legendary athlete in general, right? Um, and you know, in the basketball space, I think she's respected among the men and the women equally, right? Uh, maybe this interview was yeah one of one of the one of the uh, pioneers of uh, WNBA. I remember yeah. when it first started. She dropped a hundred like, points in high school. I mean, you can't fight against that. She was thirty six to fifty seven in high school. Dropped a hundred points. First of all, how do you take fifty seven shots? Uh, There's high school nobody basketball else game. on the quarter yeah. <laughs> with you. <laughs> you know, what did what did a yeah. Metal World piece say? They had to pass it to Kobe. <laughs> it was pass it to Lisa, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, so, if if I'm correct, this interview wasn't about Kobe Bryant. No, at, at least. However, yeah. Gail King goes to goes on to ask this question about Kobe Bryant to Lisa. Why? Because Lisa and Kobe Bryant were very good friends. They were best friends they spoke all the time they had an, was it best friends no they were really really good friends Lisa okay. and Kobe yeah they had a great relationship um, they spoke all the time uh, for decades right they were they were that good of friends um, so I, so the question about Kobe or being or her asking a question about Kobe was fair I think this question was loaded right I think when 
Gail King asked Lisa, like, does, you know, his sexual misconduct allegations, does that um, change how you feel about him or whatever? I feel like she was hoping for a certain response, right? A very, you know, a red response, a response that would like raise some eyebrows, raise some eyes, it's a response that would lead to a, a conversation that would lead to some great film that would lead to a lot of clickbait online, a lot of viewership, right? Mm-hmm. Lisa gave her, I feel like an answer she, not the answer she would have loved, right? But an answer that, you know, Lisa's Well, she's trying answer. to be somewhat diplomatic in that she wasn't trying to go full force of, uh, yeah, fuck, that shit wasn't true. It was just, she was trying to say like, oh, that, you know, what he was accused of wasn't uh, in yeah. line with the person that I know. Yeah, Lisa didn't like deny the fact that like hey this maybe that stuff did happen like maybe the the woman who uh, accused kobe i mean she kind of did a maybe little bit she was telling the truth but no what lisa was saying was like i never saw any of that from Kobe. There, she, he this man that i knew never gave me any indication of the fact and i've known him for you know over a decade right this man has never given me any indication of that all i ever all i ever saw was a great athlete and, uh, uh, a husband and a father right um but being not being the answer that Lisa was, or, I'm sorry, Gail King was hoping for, she goes on to say, "But would you have seen it, right?" And that's a question you can ask anybody, and it's not even a fair question because I'm not going to see what I don't see. Now, sometimes people don't see things that um, is it's right in front of them, right, and they don't want to see it. But like, if I genuinely just didn't see that thing, you can't try and criticize me for not seeing it, right? And I think that's what she tried to do here with Lisa, which is why people are so upset. Because Lisa's like, no, I knew this man for a long time. He's a great friend of mine. Everything I saw over the uh, many years that I knew him have shown me this. And then Gail is like, but what about what you didn't see? And it's like, wait, that question doesn't even really make sense. And it's just, and the only reason she asked is because she wanted a response that she didn't get. Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, uh, Gail, you know, after receiving all this backlash uh, online, she comes out with a little, I think it was an Instagram or it was just like a response on social media that said, uh, uh, for the network to take the most salacious part uh, when taken out of context and put it up online for people uh, who didn't see the interview is very upsetting to me. And that's something that I'm going to have to deal with uh, with, with them. Uh, there will be an intense discussion about that. Um, I'll just have to say right off the bat, conversation is going to be short. They're going to say, uh, how's it going, Gail? How are you doing? Gail's going to be like, hey, I'm pretty upset that you guys published that interview in the fashion that you've published it. Oh, okay. Um, Oprah's hiring. You go work, you go work <laughs> well, the fuck over there. That, not even that is, well, you seem not to have a problem with that when we did that R. Kelly piece. Oh, yeah. And then Gail's going to be like, True. True. Let me be the like, <laughs> let me be like the chief editor or whatever um, who worked on both projects, right? And let Gail come in talking to me about, hey, I didn't like how you guys edited that that reel uh, and how that question made me look. And I'm gonna yeah. be like, um, I'm gonna quickly pull up these R. Kelly <laughs> files here. Bear with me for a moment. Uh, okay, here we go. You didn't have a problem with this. Tell me why you have a problem with this, yeah. right? And then that conversation, she's gonna be like. Um, When's lunch? <laughs> yeah, I heard the salmon's back on the Thursday lunch special. Like, get the fuck out of my office, Gail. So, so, so that's that's kind of like the first thing I wanted to talk to say is is that like 
for her to say like, oh, I'm going to have an intense conversation. No, you're not. You're not going to have an no, intense conversation. That's going to be a very short conversation because <laughs> it's, it's, it's like theatrics, it, right? You 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 ask the question, so you can't think afterwards that oh, they're not going to try to take this. This clearly is the most not necessarily intriguing, but uh, clearly the most just like she said, salacious. Um, but she knows that's their model, like. Th- yes yeah. <laughs> like that's their model and and to like be like oh, i can't believe you would do that it's just either you're beyond naive which i can't imagine that you are given that they've edited all your shit so you know they tried to take the most salacious shit out of every interview that you do and and show that to the world um but anyways before i go too far on that yeah you know what i think is really happening here mm. i think in 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 public right they're at odds Gail is mad at CBS. CBS oh, is yeah, behind the scenes is just like, ground, hey, right? What's our view count? <laughs> but what is that good for? It's good for viewership. Hey, yeah. let's look like we're at odds. Yeah. Let's look like you feel slighted by us and you're going to hold us accountable. Yeah, we're going to have this strong conversation. It's the classic um, uh, Vince McMahon versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Which is like, you know, the evil boss, you know, mm-hmm. is uh, is at odds with the, the you know, uh, climactic uh, or the, uh, the anti-hero, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, here comes Stone Cold with a chair and it's just like, there's no yeah. chair. You're but not, when that door really closes <laughs> and when nobody's around, the lights are off, it's like, hey, great job. <laughs> that, uh couldn't have went better yeah let's um, figure out how to keep this going so so one of the first things i do want to point out is uh you know something that i i kind of asked you about um to start off with it which is how long after somebody passes is it okay to talk about something that they might have in their past that doesn't shine uh, a great light on them uh and i'm going to follow this up with sort of how i see this whole kobe situation sort of playing out given uh past alleg- uh, allegations um but specifically and the reason why i asked that is because we spoke previously about this and uh you were saying like okay it's about 24 hours before you can like you need to give the family time to like hear about it to like kind of process it a little bit before you can kind of like start going in with your you know articles and videos and yada yada about what that person did which i can kind of agree with because i remember when charles coke died uh who's one of the coke brothers uh it was like immediately everybody was just like fuck that dude he was the worst and i was like i was kind of like like obviously i'm I'm clearly no fan of you know his or or what they do and, and how they're just fucking up the the world in just so many fucking different ways um but also it's just like that dude was he, you know he had a family you know he might have been the most evil motherfucker ever but like also like there's other people like involved in the scenario which is i think the point that you were trying to make when you said at least give them like 24 hours before you start going in on them um but then i was like ah, 24 hours that seems like that seems that's early. Still very short that's still time, early yeah. you know um, so but look this this interview premiered like a week after kobe had passed i don't know i'm not i'm not saying i'm glad she asked lisa listen in fact that I, I don't really I really don't care, like, and I don't know who would care about exactly. And I'm not no disrespect to Lisa Leslie, good friends with Kobe. I get all that, but I'm saying like, it, it, we don't really need it. Like, it, yeah. it wasn't necessary, you know. Um, and, and and just to go on on with that point right there, right? Talk about whether or not it was necessary, whether or not it was needed. So, like, I just want to know what her, what the purpose of that question was. She's talking right? to one of Kobe's friends. So you're talking to one of Kobe's friends about allegations that happened uh, when did that kobe thing happen like 2004 or something like that 2003 um so you know 
a, a little bit over a decade ago, right? Um, those that happened that it went to trial, and this is like something Fifty Cent said that uh, I thought it was really interesting. He's like, it went to it went to trial, right? Like, like the 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 legal system was supposed to handle this. But, However, but yeah. yeah, and we talked about this. However, the uh, accuser did not show up to court. She chose not to testify. Um, the case was dismissed. Um, to this day, there are still allegations. Why? Because we don't know. And we, it, there's a lot we don't know. We don't know why she didn't show up to court to testify. We don't know what really happened in, in, in that courtroom. All we do know is that these there were allegations. Um, the trial was dismissed. And, you know, every, everybody went on with their lives, right? And, and Kobe went on to do so many great things for so many people um, and positively impact millions of people around the world in a positive way, right? So, and I kind of view it as cowardly, right? So it's like you had all this time to ask, you know, Kobe about this, right? And I'm sure, you know, Gail or Oprah or CBS may have had access to, to, to Kobe to ask these questions. And it's like, so almost 17 years have gone by since this these allegations happened, right? Since this thing happened. And you wait seven days, five, five, six, seven days until the man passes away to interview his one of his really good friends about this and force her to have to defend him from this attack in the wake of his passing come on and then so what's happening now is people are defending gail and saying oh no it was cbs's fault no gail is the one who asked the question and not only did she ask the question then she went on to try and uh, kind of box lisa in in my perspective by saying oh you wouldn't have known about you know if if colby was that type of guy well you know that that's an unfair question because you don't always know everything about everybody, right? And you it's you judge someone based off of what you've seen. If if you've known someone for ten plus years, they've shown you enough to judge them, you know, in whatever way that you sure. judge them. In this case, it's in a positive light. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with that, but also I don't necessarily agree with it because it's like if your job is to ask people tough questions that you know, other people may, may be asking be, you know, like online or whatever. And you have a person who can answer those questions. Your job isn't to be like nice to them. It's to ask them a tough question because yeah. it's like, how, now, many, do you how think, often do you, do you think this is a loaded question or not? Um, I do think, I think, I do think it's loaded in, in the way that it, it's not, uh, it's not meant to be a friendly question. Like in, in terms of, uh, you know, a question to, to Lisa Leslie, it was meant to be a hard question. And that's why Gail gave her like pushback of like, okay, you answer that, but also, you know, here's this other aspect of it that you might not know, you might not have known him, which I, I agree. Like that's, that's not, yeah, and that's, that's an adversarial, that's, that's an true. adversarial question. Um, but See, I think it was loaded in the fact that, she, again, she was hoping for a response that she didn't get. I think it was loaded in that way. Sure. Um, no, absolutely. Right. If she had answered in a particular way, like, so say if she like threw dirt on Kobe's, like you wouldn't have got that. Uh, like if Lisa Leslie would have said, oh man, yeah, yeah he's up to fuck shit like yeah, that all I, look, the time. I look at him differently yeah. now. Then Gail would yeah. be like, Ooh, oh yeah, tell me more. Yeah, exactly. Let's do a part two. A different thing. She didn't get that. So she, she, she gave her that pushback. What I would say, the crime isn't necessarily asking that follow-up question. The crime is asking this question without trying to give it proper context. So, for instance, they talk about these allegations that that happen, right? And uh, it, she's talking about it as if it's like, or not as if, she's talking about it in the context of it being a big deal, a part of his legacy, right? If this is if this is one thing that's, you know, that's like 
integral at the you're implying that it's integral to his legacy right doesn't it deserve a full-fledged conversation yeah. instead of like if you a couple of minutes? You gotta like, talk about all of exactly it in its entirety. If you don't talk about it in its entirety, then people might have wildly misunderstandings uh, uh, of what you're actually talking about, right? Like somebody coming out of that interview could come out of like, oh shit! Like if they didn't, if they didn't know Kobe at all, they just knew, oh, he's this basketball player. They would and think they would, that they would he think, like raped someone. Oh my god! Right? Did Kobe? You know, did Kobe rape somebody? And why would she be asking the question if like? he wasn't yeah. you know and so and so here's the truth nobody like we don't know like as a public we don't fucking know exactly what happened right like yeah. that's that's one of the things about the case is like we don't actually fucking know exactly what happened so if you're going to have that conversation you need to have the full conversation and not just this couple of minute kind of thing and as Gail was saying, is is like, oh, hey, like they just took a part of the interview and they use that as like the the front runner, as if that's what the whole con- entire yeah, conversation. You knew that well, was going to happen. Yeah, you you knew that was going to happen. So why ask the question if you're not planning to have the full amount of that conversation? And yeah. if you did, then request that CBS release the entire full conversation so yeah. we can see that that full context of the conversation that you had with Lisa Leslie. But I if think not, shut the fuck up. If, I, I think if CBS does does release the full, um, like the you know the the raw. F- uh, interview right unedited the public would see that no she did just in fact ask a loaded targeted question a bullshit question in my opinion and she's not the uh, the victim of CBS as she claims to be no, I think I, I think look whatever she's we very might much uh, whatever we she, might she's agree, the one who asked the question whatever we might agree or disagree about I think we can agree on that that she's not a victim of CBS that she knows what the game is and her trying to backpedal now and say oh I can't believe it, I'm shocked is, is utter bullshit like yeah, that's that's your, you, now you're just trying to cover safe face so recently Amy yeah. Schumer um, she put out like a, a public statement she's saying uh, I stand fiercely with Gail King one of the most beloved journalists, mothers, and friends of our time. However you feel about her interview, her receiving serious death threats is disgustingly unfair and unacceptable. Shame on you, CBS, for putting her in this position. Amy Schumer, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, no, no. Look, so, I, 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 I am not the first threats. one. I am not the first one to agree with Amy Schumer <laughs> on anything. But I will say, there's nothing really like her standing with her. Okay, in terms of. Gail King receiving death threats. I mean, come yeah, on, guys. so like that, but but those are two on, different are things, doing? right? Her receiving death threats that those are the actions of individual people. It's who, all the actions of individual yeah, people, though. So, but stay with me. Sure. So those are individual people sending her death threats, right? It's not like CBS leaked her address and like, hey, this is where you mail it to, right? Um, those are people, and we know people can be very, very. Uh, sensitive about these things and everybody received death threats Tariq um from power right uh uh ghost son he received death threats about this whole who shot ghost thing we still don't know who shot ghost right uh 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 you know didn't what's his name uh john snow received death threats after he killed uh Khaleesi and Probably. Game of Thrones, right? So, like, I'd have to assume. Unfortunately, I'm assuming that, everybody from yeah, Game of Thrones received death yeah, threats. Unfortunately, <laughs> like shit like that happens where people just go fucking nuts and they want to threaten you because of, you know, because you did your job, right? But what Amy Schumer is doing here is trying to say that well, she received, she's receiving death threats, and that's CBS's fault. No, she's receiving death threats because she asked a bullshit question. Now she shouldn't be receiving any death threats. That's go taking it too far. No, I, I understand what you're saying. What I, what I'm saying, but is it's it, not CBS's fault. That's bullshit. No, it, it they absolutely are complicit. And if we're if we're staying with the same logic, of course CBS is 
complicit in that because they could have very well not put that in there, right? They could have not put that that piece of it in there. Yeah, but Gail was the one who asked the question. No, I'm not absolving yeah. her. I'm not saying that. Oh, because because CBS is also to blame. I'm not saying that Gail is then absolved from it. No, she completely is is complicit in it. But Amy Schumer's not wrong in the way that CBS is still. In, at least in part to blame um i wouldn't put solely the blame on them but at least in part yeah of course because they put it that, they put that out there in the world that there's tons of things that get said uh during these interviews that i'm sure gets left on the cutting room floor like shit that it's like oh my god if this came out holy yeah. shit like you don't know how much shit they have on trump from when he uh did a uh, apprentice uh and he just was saying like wild shit they've got him on tape saying all sorts of shit they don't put it out though right because yeah. they're like no nah, we can't let this out in the world this would be, sure. this be wild but like here's an uh, so this is a, this is a question gail asked because she wanted she wanted let's, 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 let's stop talking about this because it's not there. cbs's fault I, I i don't give cbs any fault no, for putting I, out i don't understand how you I, I don't understand how you can't like i don't understand what the argument is against it they they literally are the ones in charge of cutting and editing the yeah. video right so they could they've chose they they could chose any part of this interview to to cut i'm sure they had an hour's worth of content or however long she talked to her 20 30 minutes right uh, of content to take right they, they specifically selected this section it's the I, most I'm agreeing, interesting it's what's gonna i, I agree you were i agree in. that's but that not no no i agree but what i'm saying that doesn't absolve them from the fact that it's actually they are complicit in it really meaning that they could have left this on the on the cutting room floor right they could have cut this, this if this i'm saying yes i don't need you to absolve me because i we ain't do shit we put out a clip of the interview of Jesus lisa Christ. of no, no, gail already. asking lisa that question okay I don't want to spend any more time on it, but I like I need you to grasp this point. All right, I'm not saying that it's not Gail's fault for asking the question, or yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that she's not to blame. She clearly it's her question. Even if they gave her the question, it's her choice whether she asked the question or not. Right? I am not absolving her. Right? 100. She's complicit in it. Right? But it's also CBS's. They are also complicit because they chose to leave that in there. There's no way that you can think that CBS also doesn't. They don't contribute to it. Like so, say, say if uh, Gail would have asked her, "Hey, um, what time of month do you get your period?" That she asked Lisa Leslie, right? Would they fucking put that in the interview? Look, that would have been a wild ass question, and people would have been like, "What the fuck? Why are you asking this?" That would have caused like an uproar, right? But they wouldn't have left that shit in there. They would have cut it out because they, they, they know they don't want that kind of uh, attention, right? But they clearly left this part of it in about Kobe because you're right, it is salacious. But that doesn't absolve them from the fact that they've added to like the the fact that she's getting these death threats and shit like that. Yeah, it does. How does it absolve them? In what way? So, again, CBS is, CBS has a fiduciary responsibility to uh, to. That's like that's like saying a company. They, they, no, CBS that's bullshit, dude. CBS that's bullshit. has a responsibility bullshit. to. Bullshit. That's like saying a company that pollutes from a business perspective. No, bullshit. That's like saying a company that pollutes. That's like saying a company that pollutes. Oh, they can't help but pollute. They have a fiduciary responsibility to maximize their profits for the that's shareholder. That's not Apple staff. That is that's Apple. Apple. No, it's not. So CBS has a responsibility. Right. Hey, we got to. We, we need. I laid out my clay, yeah. case very well. Uh, I don't think you have a like uh, uh, because they have a fiduciary is responsibility. Is bullshit. Has a responsibility That's to bullshit. make to turn this interview into a profitable That's, segment. But that doesn't absolve them, viewers. That so doesn't they, absolve them. They put out the content. If if you do something and I record it, right, and 
you know, I want people to tune into my thing. So that doesn't I put absolve that them. Thing though. You're right. There, you're you're right. right. You're still right. You're I put that thing all in the there. way right. That's all you. How does that absolve them though? The responsibility lays on Gail because she's the one who asked she the has, question. Uh, but you're you're trying to make it uh, an or thing. It's either her, re- her responsibility or CBS's responsibility. I'm saying it's both of their responsibilities. It falls on both of their heads. How does 90, it not? 10. Whatever, Dina. All right. 90, All right. 10, let, let, as let, much let, as I'm going to give you. Fair enough. Let, let's move on to uh, Gail's bestie. Um, Oprah. So here's how here's how Oprah loops into this whole situation, right? And I want to go back and watch the Gail uh, Lisa Leslie interview very closely to see if she had an earpiece in her ear, because uh, I feel like Oprah was calling that play, um, <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> right. So uh, there's there's been a lot of, uh, and this has been happening over the years um, with um, a lot of people within like the black community, uh, you know, very successful African Americans. Um, who over the years have felt like Oprah has been somewhat against um, successful black men, right? She's held them far more accountable for their current or past actions than, you know, she's held some of, uh, you know, her, her white counterparts. Right. Um, And there's, there's a a track record of this, which is um, kind of coming more to light now with this, uh, this uh, Russell Simmons document documentary or docu series that Oprah was a part of producing, which highlights and speaks to a lot of his like sexual misconduct. Right. So let's rewind a, a little bit. Let's name some of the uh, you know some of Oprah Winfrey's good friends. Right. We've got Matt Lauer, who was fired from ABC, NBC, NBC for sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the other uh, television anchor? Not Rush Limbaugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rush yeah. just got the he Medal got, of Freedom, so <laughs> I don't think he's going to get the cancer diagnosis. He did just get yeah, the cancer yeah, yeah. as well. About to get yeah. him out of there. Um, no, but who was it? Like Bill O'Reilly, right? Uh, yeah, that he was. I don't think they're friends though. Uh, no, I think they had a Bill uh, O'Reilly and Oprah. Did they have a I don't think uh, relationship right at all? What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> anyway, so we got Matt Lauer. We got Jeffrey Epstein. We got Harvey Weinstein. Her and Harvey, Harvey were good friends. Um, L- let's be careful here, because I don't think I don't think we actually know Oprah that. and Harvey were good friends. She's good friends. Define good friends. Like they, you know, would he, communicate. She, she said it public. Well, when did she say it publicly? Nigga, I don't have the date and the time of the article. All right, but okay. these, no, I'm giving you a list of people that Oprah has publicly said in the past that like these are. Good friends, and that, friends, that's right? what I'm sort of contesting. I don't, I don't. I mean, did she actually say that? Yes. Where, I'm sorry, where? I, I should have had, you know, because yeah. I, I should have known you were going to ask this. Um, I should have had like the the fucking article, or the, the comment. Hey, up. look, I, if, um, you know, you know where to put the articles. <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, going back to the list: Matt Lauer, Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, and um, uh, her spiritual advisor, who uh, I forgot his name. I'm going to pull it up uh, really quickly. Um, it's Filler. this guy who just got he, he basically just got indicted uh, for being like for sexually abusing 10 women over the past um, decade or so he's like a her Brazilian spiritual healer uh, who she interviewed back in 2013 on TV um, she kind of toted him up as like her uh, her spiritual guide her spiritual leader blah 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 again come to find out that this man is um, just a sexual predator right so there yeah, all I'm, these I'm waiting for them to get uh Dr. Oz or uh or uh, Dr. Phil Oh yeah, yeah one, when, one when of are they going to get <laughs> they're going to they're going to get one of them. Yeah. uh so again uh 
Oprah has all these people around her, you know, these powerful white men who are like slowly but surely being taken down for like their sexual misconduct and being sexual predators. Um, no documentaries being produced about any of those men. No interviews are being uh, scheduled with any of those men. They're essentially, she's like, hey, I'm not going to hold any of these men accountable for their actions in the same way that she's so willing to hold R. Kelly or Michael Jackson or Russell um, uh, Russell Simmons. Simmons, right? So like, people are just kind of calling a little bit of bullshit here where it's like, well, Oprah, you know, where's your inter- you're interviewing uh or you're having Gail interview R. Kelly, right? Where's where's the Jeffrey Epstein interview? Well, he he hung himself. Well, before he hung himself, where was that interview? Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, you know, where was where's the Harvey Weinstein interview or documentary? Like, where are all these other things? Your spiritual guide, your spiritual healer, who you've been with for decades. Where's his interview or where's his documentary? She doesn't seem to be playing uh, playing fair on both sides of the fence. Um. Yeah, uh, look, I, I can't argue too much about that, and that's because I don't know who she has or hasn't interviewed, so I don't know. I, I need to pour back through her history and see if she's interviewed some dudes who, I'm sure during her Oprah Winfrey days, like in terms of when she had the, and I say it as if she's like a different person now, but like when she actually had her show, not the own network, but um, but the actual show on uh, on, on daytime TV, um whether she like interviewed somebody who wasn't black but had a very sketchy past and was you know um you know had gotten caught up in something crazy um for this though i I would say there's two things going on one one, at the same time the first is i think it is uh, it is right to be a little suspicious in, in that on its face it's just it's not good optics right uh to uh to be so vocal about uh these black men that are being uh that have you know gotten caught up in 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 fucked up situations um or uh, perpetuated certain situation or fucked up situations but i also think that what the conversation starting to slide towards like you see this like uh, free bill you know bill cosby on like twitter and shit yeah. and you start seeing and really i've only ever seen i've only seen snoop dogg say that well there's i mean fair enough but there, there's you know that's like trending now on, on on social media and shit and uh we can't <laughs> like i understand you saying like oprah is like all right she's only going after the black men and that's fucked up but also you can't just absolve those black men. Now people have their own conspiracy theories about Bill Cosby. Like he was about to buy a, uh, uh like I think a, a, a TV network, uh, at the time when, yeah. when he sort of got hit with this whole me too like thing. A, he was going to like, like a $10 billion massive, like acquisition of a yeah. syndicated international TV network. And they're like, yo, we didn't know this black man had this much money. What do you got for me? Yeah. Quaaludes. Um, <laughs> I mean, take him down. Hey, look. I mean, the the way not to get caught up with that is not, to not quit. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and and to your point, yes, absolutely. We should not absolve anyone of their yeah. crimes because of uh, you know we share their skin color and, and we want to judge and try them within our own community. Yeah, if, if you want to say the first part of it, which is it's fucked up that Oprah's only going after these black uh, black men. Fair, fair. That's that's fair, and that that should be pointed out. But you can't say the other part. Like that's, yeah, that's no, come the on, second part. Do? I don't even want to have that conversation because yeah. it's nonsense. Especially if it's if, if if it's something like Bill Cosby, if it's something like R. Kelly, it's just like there's no refuting this. Like this yeah. is like even if you want to say that, all right, not every situation was the way that they're portraying it. Okay, but where there's fucking smoke, 
It's a yeah. goddamn fire. But just like we can't, um, you know, uh, refute the evidence against Bill Cosby, right? We can't refute the evidence against Harvey Weinstein, right? We can't, you know, there's R. Kelly. <laughs> Which is what right? I'm saying is fair. Yeah, yeah that's Jeffrey that's Epstein. Fair to point out. There's sure. Michael Jackson. There's Matt Lauer. There's, um, uh, who did she come for? Uh, there's uh, Russell Simmons, right? And then we have uh, this, her. Uh, or you, you meant that in the other direction, meaning that you meant Russell Simmons with. The people that she's coming out against yeah no no so she's coming out against but you just named matt lauer and all them but you mean russell simmons in the boat of oh yeah i was gonna say like yeah. yeah yeah um but anyway so like there's all these people that who she's come after right and all of them have a similar you know commonality right these are all black men yeah and then the people she is actually close to right her friends you know these powerful white men who are guilty of a lot of the same things mm-hmm. you know she's not even made reference to even doing an interview or a story or a documentary about them it seems like you know she's just like hey i'm gonna leave them alone but i'm gonna go after these guys where does this where does this like what what ultimately and i'm having you speak for uh black twitter here but uh <laughs> what ultimately would help resolve this if she did come out and and you know do like an expose about like harvey weinstein or um you know like that, what, would that would that then that's actually a good question right um if she ran it out and did the harvey weinstein matt lauer jeffrey epstein you know documentaries and interviews <laughs> that's whatever, right? <laughs> yeah yeah and she starts to like go after them too like does that answer everybody's question i don't think so mm-hmm. i think what does is like just you know want to hear from her about like how do you choose how do you make your what's your decision making or your thought process behind who you've chosen to um go after in terms of like joining projects right and you know producing certain series or movies or docuseries or whatever to to go after certain people but not others like you know i want to hear from her you know why why bill cosby and not jeffrey what did she what did she do for bill cosby um, wasn't she, and, and granted, I'm, I, you brought up Bill Cosby. I thought she did something against Bill Cosby, but like my example would be, you know, why, uh, Michael Jackson and, and not Jeffrey Epstein, why R. Kelly and not, um, uh, but again, what did she do? What did she even do for R. Kelly? Wasn't she, wasn't she, she was like very adamant about like how important surviving R. Kelly was. Um, I don't think she was a part of like, but you see, I, that or but, anything like that. so the problem is, is I don't have any more knowledge of that than I would if she spoke about literally anybody else. I don't know what she said about Matt Lauer. I don't know what she said about. Well, no, so yeah, we don't know what she, what she, and that's the thing. She said nothing about those people, but she was very good friends with them. Right. But again, with this whole like surviving R. Kelly thing, this, and this whole like finding Neverland thing, well, or I think that's what I'm saying though. Is that I, don't, thing. I don't actually have like, It'd be different if they were showing like online, like links to where she like she like tweeted this or like maybe a video of her talking about that. Um, again, and if they, they, those might exist, I yeah. just I, I haven't seen them, and maybe that's why I feel so weird talking about this or not weird, but like why I don't feel confident talking about it because it's it's like different if like I wish like, Gail were here, she, but you wouldn't see, it. <laughs> <laughs> right? You don't know. <laughs> yeah. and, and again, this is the thing. There's a lot, even in this situation, there's a lot we don't know. And as you said earlier, on its face, all we do know, what we can see is Oprah's got a group of friends, right, who've done some very dirty things. And she seems to have no um, comments 
about their actions. Yeah. Well, right? the, the only thing I do know is I obviously I know the Russell Simmons thing, and then I know I know she came at fifty at one point in time. She definitely right? came. At, and who's the guy who um, owes Dame Dash money? Oh, uh, Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels, right? Yeah. Um, she was very. Did she get at Lee Daniels? And and Monique, I know she she and Monique yeah, have a very have some public words. beef. Um, uh, she definitely went at the whole uh, surviving R. Kelly thing, right? She was very much siding with Gail in that, like, um, you know, that docu series. She's on the side of the women he abused, and um, you know, very much on the side of like, hey, I'm against R. Kelly, right? Yeah. I mean, I, look, I'll, I'll wrap this up by saying, look, I. I I some recent events have happened where it's renewed my it's renewed my understanding of you can't really talk about something until you have like a deeper like understanding of it like a and you have to be careful with how you talk about things because you might be talking about something that's like just not completely true so before yeah before I can fully throw Oprah under the bus and be like fuck Oprah like I'd have to know exactly what she said about anybody and i'd have to I have to weigh that accordingly you know what i mean i'm not because i think one thing man is is that as soon as we see somebody who we perceiving is attacking somebody who's a part of us mm-hmm. and i'm just i'm not just talking about black people i'm just i'm talking about like put any group into that category of like oh hey like i identify with these people over here and somebody else is attacking them it's just like then we fuck whether this thing is true or not I just need to go and attack them, right? It's like, you know, it's like coming after like Nicki Minaj and like, ah, Nicki, Nicki's last album was eh. You know, the, uh, the, what was it, Nicki? The Barbies? Is that uh, what they're called? Yeah, um, the, Barbie. Yeah, it's the Barbies, right? Barbie. Barbie. No, that's, no, no, it's, that's Cardi. That's, yeah, that's Cardi's. Uh, Barbies, yeah, Barbies. Uh. Yeah, uh, then they'll, or the Barbs, I guess is what they're called. Uh, they'll, uh, they'll come after you and it's like, bro, like I'm just expressing an opinion here. I'm not, like, it's, it's not, you know, I'm not trying to be like, all right, she's garbage or whatever, but, but I, I think that's like, we're starting to get into that with everything where it's just like, now we don't even know exactly what they say, but if somebody said somewhere that she said something, now I'm just going to attack yeah. without looking, without seeing, without verifying. And, I, and I agree with that. You know, you got to have more research. You got to have the information before you really make like your final judgment, right? Yeah. One thing I won't do though is ignore patterns, like very clear patterns sure. that um, that is hard to it's hard to ignore. Like you know, I see this, I see it again, I see it again, I see it again. There's a pattern here. I may not know all the details yet, but. I see a pattern and I, then I'm going to continue to do my research to validate like, is this thing true? But, there, but, but that's, I see the pattern. I think it's fair to talk about the pattern. The, it, but that gets, I don't know. And, and we can wrap this up, but like, but that gets tough too, because then people actually rely on that by creating narratives and creating patterns, meaning that like they might cherry pick a, a few things from somebody and then use that to draw a pattern. Yeah. And then people are like, Oh, that, well that's just out there now. Now, now that, even though if you look deeper within the context of it, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's not the whole thing. And if you release the whole thing, then, or if you explain it more fully, just like with the Gale interview, right? And I guess this whole conversation's come full circle, but yeah. um, just like with the Gale interview, how we were saying, like, yo, it, it, the problem isn't that you're trying to have that conversation. The problem is, is that you're just trying to isolate a specific part of that conversation and you're not having a full, nuanced conversation about it. You're just trying to get like a, or it, it seemed as it, as though, 
she was just trying to ask that question. Now, again, we may never know if she asked any sort of deeper questions or if 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 that wasn't the entire tone of her questioning along those lines. CBS maybe needs to release that full interview so we can see exactly what the fuck happened. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's that's all I'm trying to say. Is yeah, I, we, I, we, I think know. more is going to come from this. I think there's a lot of people who feel uh, a bit sensitive about like how Oprah has uh, chosen her quote unquote targets. Yeah. So I don't think this is the last we're going to hear about like this. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah I doubt it. Um, all right, let's move the fuck on. All right, uh, we've got a story here about uh, Keith Stanfield, who we, we mentioned a bit earlier, who he's starring in the other photograph with uh, Lisa Ray or Lisa Issa Ray. Um, so. Uh, so I think uh, he, he was talking to, I think, Deadline. Um, and so let, let me give you, and this is from an article from IndieWire. Uh, the uh, Lakeith Sanfold, uh, the actor, told Deadline in December 2018, uh, he was certain it would happen one day, adding, I want people to dress up uh, as me, as uh, Black Joker, uh, uh, when that inevitably happens. Um, and, and then he goes on to say, what I'd bring to it uh, would... I uh, would have to do a lot uh, with who I collaborate with and how the story's written and uh, w- what world we exist in. Uh, then I'll go do my little magic, uh, Stanfield said, uh, as he was asked uh, about what could go forward as, as a Joker movie. And he said, uh, wouldn't it be crazy if me and the Safties did something like that? Now, the reason why he mentioned them is because he just recently did Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler, which the Safdie brothers uh, directed. So in here, he's just uh, he's just talking about uh, potentially doing a Joker movie and, and being um, Black Joker uh, is essentially what uh, what he's positing there. Um how would you feel about a Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield Joker? So, I mean, we talked about this earlier when we um, discussed the the film, uh, the photograph, which is coming out in theater soon. Lakeith Stanfield, phenomenal actor. I think he, the body of work that he's put out so far, uh, there, for me, the word that comes to mind is versatility. Like, this guy has range. He's a good actor, and he has range. He can play a variety of different characters um, in a variety of different settings. He can pull it off. Can, could he pull off a Joker character? I think so. I think once you detach yourself from the Joker's skin color, because his this that character is not at all about skin color. It's about um, uh, his experiences and his purpose, right? The Joker is someone who, based off of his past experience, it's turned him into this person who has this you know found purpose of. Um, kind of like being, uh, not I'm not going to say the anti-hero, but being against the system, right? He wants to tear the system down, burn it all to ashes, and then uh, maybe something new comes from that. So, you know, it's not like the whole Bond thing where you feel like you need, a, oh, I need a, like a white male European actor to play this character. No, I think anybody can. People will still find their, their way there, though. Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll definitely. <laughs> like if, uh, no, no. Joker needs to be white. Yeah, just like they, he's just wearing like they full makeup. With, exactly. Just like they did with Spider-Man. It's like, uh, when people talked about, when there was, uh, talk about uh, Danny uh, Donald Glover playing Spider-Man. They're yeah. like, oh, no, uh, we need a Spider-Man is white. He's a young white kid from Brooklyn, right? <laughs> nah, not really. Yeah. He's, a, he's a smart kid who's got bit by a radioactive spider. That's really about it. Yeah. Um, can, Lakeith, can Lakeith Stanfield play this character? Yes. And I think it would be interesting to see, um, just like Joaquin Phoenix gave us a different type of Joker, I think it would be interesting to see yet another different type of Joker coming from a completely different background played by someone who looks not like what we've seen before sure yeah uh 
surprisingly enough, no, nah, I don't think I would want to see that. And it's not yeah. because he's black. It's just because of this, like him being him. Uh, so he he's done a lot of things. Like I remember watching. Sorry, now, do you not want to see it, or do you not think it will happen? Right? Because I think those are two different things. No, I don't. I don't think I want to see it. Like if it happened, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Oh no, I'd go see it, but I it it wouldn't be like like he wouldn't. Like I, I wouldn't actively be like, no, fuck this movie. I'd be like, oh, like I'd I'd be curious. To, but in terms of like, if I was making a movie and you you said, okay, like hey, like let's do this different. Like let's choose somebody else outside of the usual crew <laughs> that we would select to do like the Joker. Um, who would you choose? Lakeith Sanfield. He I I feel like he would pop up on the list, and I'm like, nah, like let's let's move in a different direction. Yeah. And and so the, here's here's the, my reasoning why he's done a lot of movies that are like just weird fucking movies. Like Sorry to Bother You, a weird ass movie from Boots Riley. Um, but Lakeith Sanfield, he knocked it out of the park, right? Uh, Atlanta. He plays like a weird character on Atlanta. Um, uh, but he, he he does a great job with that. Um, he's he's done a lot of like quirky weird roles. He's in Get Out. Um. But the sense that I get is I think he's too much of a fan of the character to be a good Joker. The reason, One of the reasons why I think uh, Joaquin Phoenix was like a great Joker is because I feel like he was so removed from the like, – I don't think he really knew or care, <laughs> cared too much about like the, char- like the Joker as in – what he's seen yeah. in movies, what he's read in comic books. I don't think he, like he was so far, at least it seems like he was so far removed from that. Um, at least from the minimal things that I've heard and, and, and like that he, he kind of tried to find the character differently than going based solely off of the material that existed. Yeah. He gave a lot, I think of himself, uh, a lot of what Todd Phillips was giving him. He, he based the character, I think more around that than what he thought the Joker was, which I think would be different from what Lakeith Stanfield would be. Um, I think he'd try as a fan to do it that way. You yeah. Know what I mean? and, and I do think that's important because, you know, if you're playing a character, especially a comic book character that already has so much rich story, if you're too much of a fan, you're more than likely going to step into that role thinking like, all right, I want to bring that character to life. Not necessarily, I want to understand that character and I want to, yeah. I'm playing that character, but how do I connect this back to who I am? How do I connect this back to um, you know, something that's going to realistically translate on film versus just trying to bring a character from a comic book to life. Right. Yeah. I think those are very different things. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Would I still like to maybe see this happen? Yeah. And, and again, yeah, not, I, again, not I, I, I go fucking, I see it, man. but I just, if, if you were asking me who I would have starring in the film, I just, I don't know if I would. And again, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't go with somebody who was black or yeah. any, any other ethnicity for that matter. I just don't, I think specifically him. Yeah, I just I, w- I would I would probably pass one. I think this would be interesting though. Like maybe the next Joker's Asian. Maybe he's black. Maybe he's right because it, it, what the Joker went through his experience is not tied to again like your race. It's experience, yeah. which anybody could kind of go down that dark path of uh, that descent into madness that we saw in Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Um, I don't know. I think I think if he doesn't ultimately play the Joker, I think he started an interesting conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right. Um. Let's let's go to our last topic for the day. Or at least I think we can safely say yeah, this. Yeah. Is the definitely. Last topic. Um. So 
Big announcement, though. So as we're going to go into some of our uh, uh, 2020 Oscar predictions, we can uh, check one of those off the list. Brad Pitt just won the Oscar, his first ever Oscar for Best Male Supporting Actor for his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So congratulations to Brad Pitt. He's had a phenomenal... Uh, award season run he's delivered some amazing acceptance speeches i do i can't wait to hear the the clip of his acceptance speech from this oscars yeah i wonder if uh, him and jen are still going to get back at it but you know who <laughs> you knows? seem to be really obsessed with that uh that particular story nah, i mean it's, it's you're just, really uh, pulling for those <laughs> those two old birds yeah, yeah you know he wants that old thing back <laughs> the heroin tracks um so uh as you know, I'm sure you know everybody listening to this. You already have the uh, the the full winners list of the Oscars as of the publishing of this particular podcast, uh, the 92nd uh, annual uh, Oscars uh, award um, show, the Academy Awards uh, is is uh, being shown tonight. Um, and so, what I wanted to do is just kind of see who we who we think got the sauce who we think is going to come out you know by the again by the time you guys listen to this you already have that answer but fuck it it doesn't uh it doesn't stop us from making our predictions nonetheless uh plus also i kind of hate the oscar so i'm glad we're not actually like yeah, watching watch it uh, it seems i hate watching all the uh the speeches and shit and just like i i'm like and i think you you just said you like you wanted to see brad pitt's uh his, uh, his only because he's had a string of very funny exception speeches um yeah over the past uh, couple weeks yeah other than that i don't really give a fuck yeah um so uh l- l- let's start this um so I-, I went through today and i actually was watching a couple of the uh the uh the one a couple of the films that i hadn't watched previously so i can have like a, a fuller answer than than, than i would have before uh but in speaking about uh in looking at this list from what you've seen from the movies what do you think what what on what do you think is going to win the oscar and what do you think should have won the should win the oscar for best picture best picture from what you've seen from what i've seen i think the irishman or marriage story mm. might win the oscar for best picture um, I mm. think the Irishman, there's just so much weight on that film in terms of uh, the cast and director. Yeah. Scorsese, Pesci, um, De Niro, and um, uh, Al Pacino, mm-hmm. right? A lot of weight on that film. A Marriage Story, I think Scarlett Johansson had a phenomenal 2019 with the with the films that she... Oh, she did. Uh, and she was, in, she was also in uh, Jojo Rabbit, too. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, I mean, Endgame, right? Like, yeah. she's she's just on. So there's a lot of positive buzz around her. Adam Driver um, had a stellar year as well. And that film, it's like a smaller, more likable film that I feel like a lot of people can relate to, and maybe wins on that angle. Um, and also, their performances were uh, were fantastic as well. So I think one of those pitchers might win. I think Parasite should win. Mm. Um, I mean, it is the. Wait, you, did you see it? Was that? Did you see it? No. Okay. So I haven't seen that picture. Okay. But uh, I mean, when I think they've won 125 awards, the film um, throughout you know award seasons have won like 125 uh, uh, awards. Some of them, some of these awards include best director, best film, best picture, um, best original screenplay. Uh, based off of everything that I've seen so far, I think this film should win. I, or yeah. I, I think this film should win, but I think those others will. Again, I haven't even seen the fucking movie. Yeah. Um, 
and let me list the l- l- movies uh, that that are actually up for the uh, best picture. It's uh, 1917, Ford v Ferrari, Joker, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story. Of those films, I haven't seen Ford v Ferrari, and I haven't seen Little Women. Uh, that's because that's not available on. Um, uh, streaming quite yet uh, and Ford v Ferrari I just looked at the amount of time that I had to watch it and I looked at how long the movie was and it just was it's not just, going to work out <laughs> I just said no <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah I've seen everything else um, what I think uh, what I think will win the Oscar um, I think it's a toss-up I think it's a toss-up this is a this is really enough I, I haven't kind of peered into like what you know what the buzz is but what i've heard the most about obviously is once upon a time in hollywood i feel like you know everybody can't shut up about the fucking film yeah, uh and, it, and it's because it's about hollywood right like it's like oh my god they're talking about us it's, yeah <laughs> here's that place that i remember from back in the day and, and uh, okay so like we, we've got that whole thing going um so i think that that's probably what i would say is the front runner to me uh, is once upon a time in hollywood just because it's just you know, it, it has, to, it, it, it talks about Hollywood. It, it's, you know, it's kind of up its own ass uh, a little bit about Hollywood. Um, and here's what I can say about the movie as I'm watching it. Under no circumstances should that movie win best picture. Of the year. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because great, it's a great movie, great movie, but also no. So like, you know, like it, it, it wouldn't be as much of a disservice as green book winning, Best picture, which it, which Green Book won last year, which was a, a travesty to uh, to to Roma, um, but Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood was like it, it was great performances from everybody, right? Like we yeah. got great uh, DiCaprio, we got great uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Margot uh, Robbie, Margot. Oh, although she was kind of not really, she was in the movie, but not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like super secondary to in, in the film. Um, and it was honestly just carried on the shoulders of of Pitt and uh, and DiCaprio, um, and they they knocked it out of the park. They did it, such a great job with the film, uh, and some of the storylines that they had in the film were, were also pretty good. But then you get to the end, and you're like, I'm not quite sure what all that was supposed to mean. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly what we're doing here. Um, but anyways, um, so uh, what I say should win Best Picture after watching um, the movies I did. It's going to be hard for me. <laughs> like I feel like this year we got a lot of great movies. We got Parasite, uh, Joker, which I think is a little slept on. Uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix gave the performance of a fucking lifetime, and and I'm sure he's up for Best Actor. Yep. Um, you know, uh, and it's hard to like root against him uh, for that film. Um, and I was sold that Parasite should win Best Picture, especially since last year Roma got robbed. But after seeing 1917, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What they were able to do with that movie was, and this coming from somebody, I hate war movies. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do not like watching war movies because I, I, I feel like it's just kind of just the same old shit rehashed. Um, but this movie was fantastic from top to bottom. Everything about it was just amazing from the acting to the style to... Uh, um, yeah, just everything about it was fucking amazing. Um, 
yeah uh and 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 again jojo rabbit i think was a fantastic movie i think uh taika waititi he he came up with something that was very technical and very um he had to go about doing it the right way and then he executed that one way he could do the movie where it's just like what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. he he took that like it's it's like you know if you're at the fucking roulette table and you know you gotta get that you gotta land on a, on the on the right uh on the right numbers there yeah. he, he just landed on on the right numbers with the movie where it wasn't a complete like what the fuck is going on you got a fucking crazy ass hitler jumping around acting crazy and this little kid like what he was able to do with that movie was uh was fantastic it was it was it was uh it was genius what he did with it but again i think that 1917 it's, it's so fucking hard for me to root against or to, to go against that as far as being the best movie that uh, that I see from the list, um, so who knows? Yeah, okay. So you 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 think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will win? Yeah, I think I think uh, that movie jerks off Hollywood enough, yeah. just enough to uh, to to really pull it home. Um, and if they did go that route, it would be so sad because just like, come on. Like, okay. like, like this is nothing but a like a so Tarantino and it, and you know, again it it wasn't a it wasn't a a bad movie. It's just a I don't know if that necessarily deserves to win best picture, especially when it's among some of the other ones that we we see here. Um, and I really wish I I could have watched Little Women because I, I really would have liked to uh, to have commented on that. But um, but yeah. Okay, so I want to throw some uh, some quick um, winners out there really quickly since this is all happening live and we have the information here. Uh, so there's one that I love here, American Factory, which was an Obama um, uh, production, mm-hmm. uh, took home the uh, yeah. The, what, what, what are they? What are they not going to give it to Obama? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it took home on, the, uh, the the uh, the Oscar for best documentary feature. Again, this is uh, American Factory. Um, for best original screenplay, Parasite has won, so it took home the Oscar. For yeah, that, that's a little. That's that's a little nod to like, yeah, it's probably not going to win best picture. If you win best original screenplay, it, they'll give you something bullshit like best screenplay or best um, best. They would have given it like best foreign. That's what they did with Roma last year. They yeah. gave it best foreign film. Um, all to, so, all I mean, to we'll see it. it's around the corner we're building up there so best animated feature of course uh toy story 4 i don't know who else. so the only other one yeah, <laughs> claws missing link <laughs> how to train your dragon and well you, you would know more than i would any yeah. of those animated uh, so films, toy story right? got that best supporting actress of course this is now i'm going to give you everybody in the category you tell sure. me who you think won so we've got four uh florence Pugh for her role in little women she definitely didn't win scarlett johansson and jojo rabbit maybe margot robbie and bombshell maybe kathy bates and richard jewell and then we have laura kathy dern bates and richard jewell okay maybe we've got laura dern in marriage story who do you think won? probably laura dern yes yeah uh, laura dern took home the oscar for best supporting actress for her role in marriage story which i mean who, of course she was gonna win this if you saw marriage story and you like there's no character that you quickly hated more than laura dern because she was just <laughs> so good at not only acting in, in a way that it just it just felt seamless, right? Yeah. Like you didn't think of her as an actress playing a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. She was just so good at what she did that you quickly just despised her, but you also respected what she was doing and you respected her character and you loved her and you hated her and all of that emotion in such a short period of time. Uh, it was just a stellar performance. Yeah, and apparently uh, the... Uh, 
who inspired that particular role was i think uh scarlett johansson's former um divorce attorney uh, and I think didn't she they had, have the same? I think I think so that it yeah. was both her and Laura Dern who had the same divorce attorney, and then uh, they sort of Damn, based it that that, that attorney is about to get a lot more clients. Came right? up, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're expanding. We're going to build a new office. We're no longer an LLC. Yeah, we're, we're a no full corporation. <laughs> we're, no, we're not going to have to rent this WeWork space anymore. We're going to buy the building. Okay. Um, so WeWork space. <laughs> the uh, the nominees for best supporting actor, and again, we already announced that Brad Pitt took home the W for his role in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But tell me what you think about some of the runner ups. We've got Anthony Hopkins in. Uh, Two Popes. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. No, no. Uh, Joe Pesci in The Irishman. Um, absolutely deserved a nomination. Al Pacino in The Irishman. Yeah, did you just list everybody in The Irishman? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, and we got Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I, I, wait, how does he get a supporting actor? There's, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the film, but... I guess the movie's I, about somebody else. Well, I guess it would be about the reporter who's doing the story about mr rogers yeah true but also what <laughs> I don't know. They, they were just like uh, we got to find a way to put tom hanks in this category uh so again yeah. shout out to brad pitt he took home the w there uh, we still do not know who has won best picture yeah but uh, i would assume that that's coming like around like 10 o'clock or something like that when yeah when the when the show's up uh truth is i don't really give a shit uh, whoever wins the uh, the best picture the only reason why i kind of find this a worthy conversation to have is um it is because it's 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 really interesting to sort of watch what um what everybody else thinks is like the best movies of the year versus what i would watch and and think what you know would would you know count as like the best movies of the year but i guess you know it's it's just interesting to kind of see that all play out like i as much as i kind of hate the oscars i kind of like it being in place being as like a because we have to have it in some capacity or another right like there has to be some recognition in some way or form or some form or fashion for uh you know films and yeah i guess how else would you do it you know what i mean yeah like i i hate the whole idea of them having like campaigns and shit like that in order to get you know an, an oscar but i think like these award shows oscars the emmys the whatever the fuck they're else the razzies um, <laughs> all very important uh, because you know, at a certain point you have to kind of like stop for a moment and say hey let's look at everything that was produced in this year let's look at all the, the entirety of the body of works and let's like judge them and weigh them right um, to your point it is how they're judged and weighed and how influential certain people are or certain production companies are over um, you know that process that kind of muddies the water Oscars, an important institution, a meaningful institution, a purposeful institution, but just like all things, whenever money and politics is involved, it's going to get messy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... I think it should just be a public, vo- but again, like in the public, like there are really no, only then, certain groups of people who like even have access to a lot of these movies, right? That's true. So then, so th- th- I think maybe that's the question that I'm trying to like drill down to is, is like, I mean, if you're right, like there's like every year we get, um, you know, these nominees that like maybe like five people have watched like this specific movie, right? Yeah. Like, and it's just like, well, fuck. Like, what if it was showing in limited theaters and like it wasn't available like anywhere? Like not many people are gonna go see Jojo near. Rabbit. Let's be honest, just because of the way it looks on its face. 
But I mean, shouldn't they though? Like, it looks like a weird, quirky. Like, I I kind of wanted to see it, or not kind of. I definitely wanted to see it when I when I first saw it because it was like, what the fuck? Like, what is yeah. what is happening here? I mean, like, I think a lot of people were upset at like them portraying Hitler as this like fun, nice, fun person, right? So a lot of people in the Jewish community were like immediately, yo, fuck that movie, right? Yeah, but I mean, if they watched it. They would ha- like, yeah, but, but like, that's, like that goes beyond fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but like, I don't know. Like, no, I mean, you're absolutely right, right? You know, you should be able to like look at something and and look past what you think about it on the surface and look yeah, to more I, like what the story that's going to be told. But that's yeah, I not guess the that's, reality. I guess that's that com- you're asking too much. That's complex because then, like, you know, we talked about some of the trailers or some of the movies that are coming out this particular week in theaters. And we judge them and on we their were like, Yeah, that shit looks like trash. <laughs> or like, we, we'd pass. Uh, like, I, I think I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to watch, watch Sonic because I know what I'm going to get. But it's because I know what I'm going to get. If I don't know what I'm going to get, like, a, a lot of the times when I pass on but a movie. people would watch a trailer for Jojo Rabbit or look at the movie poster, right, and think, ah, I know I'm going to get no but but you see weirdly enough like i think the complete opposite whereas it's like they there has to be some catch to us this is not just like a you know uh oh yeah let's just make hitler look great like that's i know that's not what i want to get yeah so i know i'm gonna get some fashion of like all right this is like there's some angle yeah. to this but asking everybody to do that is tough i mean they did because they made the movie but <laughs> i mean but who knows like what the return on the movie was how successful the I movie can look really up the returns, was I just don't we could um <laughs> But again, like there, there it seems like there should or there has to be a better system. But putting it up to public opinion is not the answer. Um, yeah, what what would be the best? And we can wrap this up in like a couple of minutes. Well, but. as ESPN would do, just let's bring in Ja Rule and let's have him. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? Whatever about? ESPN is like talking about some basketball shit, they're like, yeah. well, they bring we're gonna ja bring Rule. in a guest celebrity analyst, Ja Rule. He's he's like a staple feature. Is he really? Uh, I thought Wayne was on NBA T. Uh, well, Wayne talks a lot about. I know he's always on Skip and Shannon. Yeah. Um, Nelly is always talking like football stuff, right? But it's Ja Rule? Even uh, after Fire Festival? Apparently he's a big basketball guy. Even after Fire? Yeah. He's still in Fire Festival? Definitely bring him in after Fire Festival when you look at the success of that. <laughs> the success of the Fire Festival? That's what you... <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it, it was a success in terms of what happened afterwards. It was... All right. Well, you told that to the people that are currently in jail. <laughs> ja got <laughs> <Doing> a bit. <laughs> he he skated clean, so to him it was a success. Uh, fair enough. Reignited his career. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've reached the uh, the end to another wonderful fade uh, podcast here. As always, um, if you listen from the start of the podcast, uh, you're a true fucking fan of the show. But we need you to go ahead and hit that like button. We need you to hit that subscribe button, and most importantly, that share button. Share this shit with anybody and everybody who you believe can benefit from uh their podcast um we will be back next week uh you know same time different place i guess is it what we're saying here yeah no that's not no, what we're same saying place yeah, same different time same, same place, place different, different day time. something like that yeah we'll, we'll get eventually uh we'll, we'll eventually we'll get same it right. place same time different day so, <laughs> yeah, uh, until it. we get our act straight uh ladies and gentlemen we'll go ahead and use your protocol fade out peace the fuck <laughs>